Remember when Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime and the Bud Dogs won the Bourbon Bowl, do you? Yeah, you want to get a hold of Prof. I had to fact check him today in uh, that quiz, and I was right. And his head was absolutely gone. Um, he's losing his touch. He's trying to uh, point the finger at someone else, saying that was someone else's questions. So I don't know. Just, just get around and make sure he's alright. Welcome to Tales of the East End, episode 229, and it's me, Gary P, and of course, it's the prof, it's Carly. The football is back. The football is back. We are buzzing, prof. We are buzzing, of course. Our sponsors are buzzing as well. Ocean Electrical and Leinster Credit, of course. They are back on board. Contract extensions. Very, very happy to have them. Because Leinster Credit. Got your back. So that is... Uh, yeah, small talk, Prof. Might as well get into it. It's a sad day in the fizzy drink, carbonated juice world. Lilt. Oh, you're going straight to the lilt, are It's gone. Lilt is gone. Totally gone. They've killed it. So, uh, stop boiling your lilt. Fan of it with a nice vodka. Totally tropical taste. Totally tropical taste. No more. I think they're replacing it with some sort of Fanta garbage. But they killed Fanta when they got rid of... Um, the extra sugar of course but in McDonald's right was the best Fanta ever they used to do you know the Fanta used to come out of a bag a bag of syrup I think I said this before and that's the way it was so tasty but they changed it I'm going to be honest I, I didn't realise Lil still existed yeah I know yeah. so it's because we're not buying it Barry said to me well you should have bought more it's your fault <laughs> I was like okay I think fair to say Rock Shandy is the superior. Yeah, it certainly is, it certainly is. But listen, we're gone and we're going to talk about the President's Cup defeat in Derry. There's a new player quiz with Pico, Sean Kavanagh and Gideon Tete. And, uh, Tete. Tete, was it Tete? Well, that's, I asked him and he said, yeah. That sounds like a very extravagant way to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, it's our big season prediction. Valentine's <laughs> yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. Our big season prediction of Tete's. Our big season predictions and Valentine's Day edition of Tiffy's Hotline. Nine callers, 12 fans. Hashtag couples who listen. Hashtag couples who listen, yeah. Couples who listen together, stay together. <laughs> well, we put the call out there, didn't we, a while back? So uh, we finally found an excuse to uh, have couples on the Tiffy's Hotline Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. Some really awkward Valentine's Day questions. You can hear the awkwardness in their answers to like, oh, Jesus. And you can hear when people are talking about their romant- romantic side... They're kind of cringing as if to say, oh, I'm going to get dog's abuse off the lads here. Especially when you're standing beside your girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah, but they also want to be able to be on the good books. So they're trying to balance the the crack they're going to get out of lads and also want to be in the good books with the wife. Mm. But doing the romantic thing. So I think everybody who answered either got married recently or is about to marry soon. Mm. The people that we asked on. But... uh, so yeah, that's the tip to that line coming up. And of course, our man on the ground, Giggsy Hand. The Giggsy Goal Rush, or the Get Down with Giggsy. Um, not, not exactly the Goal Rush, Prof, but... Well, we, that didn't work out. Giggsy was our man on the ground, correspondent up in the Brandywell, so we'll hear 
few little snippets from him as we discuss the game. So, Prof, Super Bowl, the the it's do you know what? It's it's a an event. Go sports. It's it's an event. Like it's a spectacle, and it's deadly. I'll be honest. I I you know I fell asleep after the first quarter or whatever, but it is. I watch it every year. It's great crack. Now I watched it with Moya this year, which probably probably will put me to bed because I was tired from trying to explain the fucking game. But it's a it's an I absolute loved, uh, spectacle. Like <laughs> I loved Barney's confusion in the mm. chat watching the Super Bowl. He was totally lost. Something which I can completely relate yeah. to. He's like they're doing a scrum. Wait, where are they doing another scrum? Wait, what's going on? <laughs> I think I watched it once, maybe 10 years ago, and I hadn't a clue what was going on. I haven't watched it since. It doesn't interest me at all. Prof, it comes back to the Guinness thing again. you got to persevere. No, not with this one. I, I gave it a go. I learned... Do you know what? I, think I it was don't Ma- want to persevere. I think it was Matty O'Dell. I think Matty O'Dell might explain the rules properly in our group chat before. Because I was like, lads, what's going on? So you have four attempts to get the yards. To get past that imaginary line that they have in the telly. And it's deadly. It's really, really interesting sport. But um It's one long beer commercial, occasionally <laughs> interrupted by football. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it was. It was a it was a spectacle and World Cup is still bigger though. More popular. More people watch it. Football wins. Uh, reaction to last week's show Glenn Dunn well done to Hannah for doing her first interview something she wants to do when she leaves school scary for someone so young but thought she did very well thanks to Carl and Gary for giving her the chance to get involved no problem great stuff Hannah well done and uh, yes. it's going to be a regular thing now I mean yeah. who needs experience with these things you get straight in there we didn't in the first place so well done to Hannah congrats and brilliant stuff no I'm sure you started doing interviews with Stephen Bradley had never even uh, talk to a person on a podcast or any medium at all I just dived straight in two feet uh, you may recognise Hannah from such mockumentaries as uh, the 2019 classic The Rise and Fall Tales from the East End um, <laughs> forgot about that yeah so yeah uh, you possibly hear from her again as soon as next week because we uh, we intend to dive into the history of the women's Rovers team a little bit that went all the way back to 1996 oh so some stuff like I didn't know about at all so could be of interest yeah. um, did anybody notice you know when Gar promotes the podcast and he does the, does the thing on Instagram what is it boomerangs oh yeah oh shit I have to do it now actually and uh, yeah we have a new pile of books new it's pile been, of books it's been the same books there for ages uh, and they've been pretty random they're not even books that I like. They're just books I don't know where to put right now. As you as you may know, to prop up the microphone is not short on books. Oh no, not short on books. So we're gonna try and change it. We oh, what do we have this week? We have there's only one Red Army. Well, it's a bit Sweeney. of a Sligo team this week, isn't it? Yeah, we've got the Northwest Frontier. We've got stories at the showgrounds, Africa Cup of Nations, the Boys in Green. So it is a bit of a Sligo uh, team this week. But um, me and the prof, we some we're very honest on this show, aren't we, prof? I don't think we're going to be as brutally honest as the, the Prof and the Gary P Chronicles as we do talk about and work. <laughs> uh, I think we, <laughs> we're going to leave that one for the cutting room floor for, for the time being. But we'll talk about Eric Brennan on Insta, two-hour drive, two-hour podcast winner. Winner. Yeah, perfect for the drive up to uh, the brand new well. Patsy, movie section is the best thing ever. Happened on the podcast. I know he would say that. Social recluse and all that. <laughs> he said the picture. He just finished uh, the book on Requiem for a I Dream. I know, yeah. He's a serious uh, bookworm, I'll tell you. And just on the music, there was no, nobody said anything about the music, but just one... Well, actually, one person did, my dad, uh, because I've sometimes asked him for ideas 
for for intros. Like, it's so always like, snap, it, snap as well. It's just oh, like boom. It's, it's instant. The like, knowledge this man has. Like we, we're thinking of a team, something to do with the game we just played, or next week, or some whatever, whatever the uh, the news is that week. I'm like, is there an old song with this word? And he'll have the answer straight away. And uh, in last week's case, it was just Neil Ferrugia heartbeats. We are we were well aware of that song already. But when he hears me playing songs, he knows it's related to the podcast. And he knows I've chosen that song for a specific reason. So I'm there playing Heartbeat by Buddy Holly. And then I just hear me die and he goes, Did one of the Rovers players have a heart attack? <laughs> and I'm like... I love how he thinks that that's our sense of humour. I love how he thinks that that's what we play <laughs> if a Rovers fan had a heart attack. I'm like, no. Da, uh, also, it's not something we'd make fun of. <laughs> yeah, possibly. He thinks we would. But, um, interesting, interesting show. Uh so then we had Giggy Hand's uh, reaction to the, the movies. Yeah, so at East End Pod, Prof looking for the job at Rotten Tomatoes, hashtag movie critic, and Ferrugia not wanting to give a spoiler to a 26-year-old film. Rovers, they're back. I respect that, though. Don't don't give out spoilers, no matter how old the movie is. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely, so, yeah. Some director said that, um, was it on Graham Norton? The, the famous M. Night Shyamalan. Um, he was like, no matter he how old... He had some mental films. Well... Did you watch the one on the beach? He's had about two good films. The rest have just had stupid. The twists. village was the village one. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. The one six cents was good. The one about the beach, where everybody's getting really old really quickly, <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> Did you see that? I can't remember if I've seen that. He just sits around and says, "Let's come up with some dumb shit and make a film." You had a twenty-year stretch there. Of no good films since The Sixth Sense. Uh, because I went back and watched Signs a couple of years ago. Oh, hold on. Don't knock Signs. Awful film. You messing. When you actually look at what he's trying Why? to do with the callbacks and the references, it's so fucking ham-fisted. Oh, it's totally don't agree. Signs is a brilliant alien film. Are you telling me that the, you love fucking uh, suspense? You don't see the alien for ages. The first On the first viewing... The, on the Brazilian t- on Brazilian TV on the t- on the little small telly. The first viewing, it's enjoyable in Paris. It's an enjoyable little movie. Good, you're waiting to see what happens. Yes, but on a rewatch and when you see what he has written into the story, and how hard he worked to force it in place, it is shite. Absolute movie snob. Absolute shite. You're really on yeah. your high horse today. <laughs> Fuck's uh, sake! I I watched Split there. Um, a few years ago that was good I liked Split was that him was that yeah. him that was a good movie yeah but your man's he's an amazing but actor. the actors carried that I thought right we're mm. gone we have a new listener my daughter Abby prof she's listening and when you told me that I said hang on we've done 228 episodes mm. and this is the first time your daughter was curious enough to say I wonder what dad's podcast is like yeah kids don't love me 228 yeah, they hate me. Six years. They're just dad does this stupid podcast thing. <laughs> That's the way it is. Most kids are like that. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, dad does this. That's is the podcast." And I, I'd say if I grilled them, I was like, "Do you know what I actually? Do you know what it is like?" <laughs> like, "Oh no, I don't know." So yeah, yeah. Abby, our listener. <clears throat> I'm hoping she listens to this now. Listener and uh, club office volunteer guiding yes. OAPs around the place. <laughs> oh, we have to shame him. We have to shame him. <laughs> So she she sent me a message. She was uh, I think Pat 
one of our bogeys was going up and she's like oh yeah there's this old man here I'm just going to guide him over to the club shop I was like oh pa I'm sending this into the group <laughs> I'm sending it in well yeah no she, yeah, she's two the weeks. way she described him had me on the floor <laughs> she did two weeks and fair play to the lads she was uh, helping them in the stock room and but it turns out she wasn't talking about Pat was it? no I don't think no she was. she was she was she was she was uh, I don't know but we're going to say what she was the dentures value um, green ribbon prof happy birthday one year old prof happy birthday to green ribbon so it was a year jeez that was a that was a messy night green ribbon all over the gaff in the provs dancing on the table singing the songs 90s rave great crack Grey crack. So Green Ribbon is a year old and you'll be drinking it this Saturday. Can we just do anniversary launches? Obviously we had the Sligo game this time, but just do more launches. Yeah, just do more launches, yeah. Just launch launch any random things, yeah. Uh, Darren Dillon close Kickstarter Fitness. This came to me as a bolt out of blue. Cause we like if you listen back to it, he's saying that the business is on wheels, it's successful, I'm doing well, I'm back on my feet. He sounds determined to revive it. And then it just closes. So I don't know. I don't know what I didn't watch his videos or anything like that. I just, I just thought he said that's that's bizarre. So um, let's listen. Wish him all the best. Absolutely, yeah. friend of the show. Yeah, wish him all the best and whatever he uh, endeavor he goes on to next. He seems like one of these dudes that just goes hell for leather with everything. He does. He seems like whatever he's, whether it's strength conditioning, fitness, whatever he goes into next, he just seems like the kind of guy he he will make a success out of it. Oh, yeah. Is that? Relentless, yeah, relentless, yeah. Uh, Jake, Jake Murphy, re- uh, another tip. He's bogey sent in, not from the hotbed. He's from Drimna. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that. There's a difference. D12. We say D12 is a hotbed. Crumlin is the hotbed. Drimna. There's a divide there. It's the road that leads along where the hospital is, and that's the divide. Um. So uh, Jake sent this one in. In 1995, Neil Warnock was the manager of Huddersfield and he and Luigi Buffon played for Parma. In 2023, Neil Warnock is the manager of Huddersfield and Yan Luigi Buffon is playing for Parma. <laughs> that is mental. Great what, show. What a time to be alive. Great show. Squad numbers announced. Prof. Clark is 18. Poom. Given the 19 short and Kenny 24 on board 27. Um, that's something I actually struggle with sometimes. I actually forget fucking jersey numbers, believe it or not. It's a, it's a mortal the, sin, really. The stream on uh, Friday. Um, first of all, it took me... I didn't know who our right wing back was going to be. and It was Nugent who was 15. And Poon was 19. So it was actually hard to tell the jerseys apart. You could you could tell like with the top of Poom's head that was him. But um, yeah, I was kind of looking out for the new jersey numbers to figure out who's who. And then season tickets. Season, season tickets, 4,000 sold. A League of Ireland record. You possibly will not be able to buy a South Stand ticket on the day of a game now. Any spares? That's the thing. Yeah, any spares. What do you mean any spares? Put the music on. <laughs> well, you didn't buy a ticket two weeks ago? <laughs> we have to do something with that. Uh, Kieran Fitzmaurice, he was the lucky number 4,000. Uh, he purchased number 4,000. Turner's uncle. Turner's uncle. So, um, yeah, Robert's kickoff. 
event in the square. Tala outside the cinema, 4.30 to 7.30. Hooper, man and players meet and greet giveaways on Thursday uh, as you're listening to this. So during the school midterm break, so get the kids down and get all yizzer freebies and kick Hooperman in the shins. That's still a thing, isn't it? Kids still do that. Yeah, so big, big uh, launch. Huge one, Prof. Huge one. Looking forward to it. I'll be down there. But yeah, next up, Prof. It's the best section of the show. It's Quifties. So we're back at Rollsong for day two of questions from the East and uh, the podcast quiz. So Gary O'Neill has a respectable five points out of ten last week. So we'll see if we can beat that. We have the defending champion Pico Lopez with us. Uh, trophy still at home, I presume. Sean Cavanagh, former George Byrne Memorial Quiz winner with myself. Uh, the less said about that, the better though. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we have a brand new participant, uh, Gideon Tete. Is it Tete or Tete? Tete. Tete, okay, got it right. Uh, before we begin, Pigo, uh, you were spinning the wheel this morning. You're in charge of dishing out the fine. So how'd you get on? Yeah, it was great. Um, we also got a, a dartboard, a new edition this year, which uh, went down really well. Um, and plenty of money raised for a good cause. Good stuff, right? And the, um, the two lads beside me, Cabo, rumoured to be the, the class clown in the group. Any days in trouble so far? I think that's a bit harsh on Cabo. He's, 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 he's a funny guy. I think Clown is a bit strong. Uh, yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah. No, he had a few points which he was like uh, for the gym a couple of times. But apart from that, he's, he's usually good. He's usually good for a tan of hair, though. That was actually Darren Dillon's words, not mine. We, we interviewed him uh, last week. So, uh, <laughs> quick explanation of the quiz. Uh, it'll be a World Cup format from the first round numbers, but this is just a qualifying round. So everyone in the squad will be scored out of 10. And of those scores, uh, whoever finished in the top 16 will advance. So you'll all receive the same 10 questions. Write down your answers. You have 20 seconds to write them down. Turn around your sheet of paper. Show me your answers one by one. So five football questions, five general knowledge. So you ready to play? 20 seconds to write 10, questions, 10 answers now? No, okay. one question. <laughs> so uh, question one is, which player made the highest number of league appearances for Rovers last season. Highest number of league appearances. Oh, with 35, I should say. So he played 35 out of 36. And that's time. So I'll go. Here you go. Do you just read it out? Yeah, you just call out your answers. Alan Manis. Alan Manis. Gabo. I went Alan Manis myself. Gideon. Oh, Rory Gaffney. Gideon has a point. It's Rory Gaffney. Played 35. I think Leon played three league games, possibly. So Al missed a few. Yeah, he definitely played Dundalk away, didn't he? I remember, yeah. that's what I told him. UCD as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was Gaffney. Great. When you get a point, can you write it down? So can you give yourself a one there, Gideon? Uh, question two. Of these four of your teammates, who is the oldest? Sean Hoare, Graham Burke, Gary O'Neill, Sean Kavanagh. Hoare, Burke, O'Neill, Kavanagh. Who is the oldest? Good to go. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Borgie. Okay. Graham. 
Graham. Uh, it is Graham Burke. So give yourself a point, Pico and Cabo there. Uh, Cabo and Berkey, you're both 29, but Berkey's four months older than you. He's born in 93, isn't he? Mm -hmm. That's right. Question three. Who is the FEI League of Ireland director? What is his name? The FEI League of Ireland director. He's been in Tata a few times. Couple of lads are stumped on this one. Have you met him, Beagle? I may have walked up and <laughs> <laughs> I may talk to him. <laughs> okay, we'll go ahead, Beagle. Mark Scanlon. Yeah. I didn't have an answer. No answer. No answer. Yeah, Beagle is the point there. Mark Scanlon. Give yourself a one there. Question four. This is about headers in the Premier League. So. Peter Crouch has scored the most headers in Premier League history. So can you give me two more players in the top five? And before we start, I'll give you a little clue. They're all retired, and they did most of their scoring in the 90s. So after Crouch, can you give me two more names? Most headers in the Premier League. Two names, yeah. Just give me two more, yeah. I reckon his all will get one right. And that's time. Didn't write anything, did you? Okay. Uh, Pico? I went there, uh, sorry, Shearer and Sheringham. Shearer and Sheringham. I went Shearer and Big Duncan Ferguson. Interesting. Gideon? So Shearer and Van Nistor. Yeah, I figured his all would go Shearer, and he, it was him. But, uh, None of your second ones are correct. It's Peter Crouch, 53, Shearer, 46, Dion Dublin, 45, Les Ferdinand, 40, Dwight York, 38. So, unfortunately, no points for you there. That's Look, uh, don't you get one for Shearer, no? Uh, I don't want to introduce half points. It gets weird. <laughs> Question five. Uh, who is the only player to score in five World Cups? The only player to score in five World Cups. I'm confident you will notice. Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> Is that happy to judge it? Yeah. Pico. Ronaldo. Yep. I'm not the same. Ronaldo himself. Oh, Messi. You got with Messi. No, it is Ronaldo. <laughs> Messi scored four. Ronaldo five. I like the way you're going different, though, Gideon. I like mm. that. <laughs> Uh, so we're on to general knowledge now. Uh, brace yourselves. Leonardo DiCaprio has received one Oscar in his career. What movie did he win it for? Leonardo DiCaprio. What did he win the Oscar for? Pico smiling, on Dickie Nose. Yeah, it's just, it's just funny. It's related, sorry, to the questions that we answered before. <laughs> I'll start with you, Beagle. The Revenant. The Revenant? The Bear film. Uh, the <laughs> film. <laughs> I, don't know, I didn't know the name. Um, uh, I didn't know the name. I'm debating myself whether or not to reward that, you know, the Bear film. Uh, did you? So Wolf of Wall Street. 
you don't Wolf of War Street. Wolf Street. Uh, the Revenant is correct. Yeah. The funny thing about that is, right? I thought that was the worst movie I've ever seen, and I would have knocked it off if it was, uh, <laughs> no, like, if it wasn't the last year. Honestly, it was brutal. But um, yeah, you got one Oscar for that. I'll give Kevin the points. See, now it's what film he's talking about. Just give yourself a one there. It was a good film. I would have done it with shite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question seven: What color are aircraft black boxes? So the black boxes and aircrafts. What what colour are they? I've sneaked a peek at Gideon's one here. He's he's got this bang on. Ready to go? That means I've got it wrong. <laughs> right, there you go. I went black. I thought it might be a trick question. <laughs> black. I've done the same as well. It can be orange and red, I think. Well, you wrote orange first, and then you wrote red for some reason. So, I'll, it is, it's bright orange. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the point there. Right. A black box is orange, for some reason. Yeah. Mm. They need to have a word themselves. <laughs> what else has a black box? <laughs> um, Not like it is, like... Just in curiosity, like, if it's called a black box, some, like, some sort of automobile or I know, aircraft has to have it. It's strange that it's called a black box. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two left. Oh, sorry, three left. Um, in Little Red Riding Hood, what does the wolf dress up as? Little Red Riding Hood, what does the wolf dress up as? Do you know Little Red Riding Hood, Gideon? I think so. You ready? Her grandma? Her granny. Ready? Said an old lady. An old lady. Mm. I don't think I can give you the point. No, I, wanted, I wanted a specific answer there, so grandmother. Yeah. So a point for P going to Cabo. So we're going to go level with Gary. Gary got five. Gary got five. Did you have? Gary got five. What are you on so far? Five now. So I'm at least better than two other people. <laughs> I reckon you'll, uh, you'll get one more. Uh, Neil Freud, you got two. Gannon got one. Neil's the smartest man in the world. Well, none of these quizzes, apparently. Not common sense. <laughs> Right now, this is a Gary Parsons question. This is, this is Gary written all over. Okay. Which of these is the hottest pepper in the world? I probably have to read these a few times. It's determined by the Scoville scale, which measures the chemical compound that makes a pepper spicy. So which of these is the hottest pepper? The Trinidad scorpion, the Scotch bonnet, the Carolina Reaper or the Chocolate Habanero. So I'll read them one more time. Trinidad Scorpion. Scotch Bonnet. Carolina Reaper. Chocolate Habanero. I would be amazed if one of these get this. Ready to go? Here you go. Carolina Reaper. Carolina Reaper. We went Scotch Bonnet. Uh, point for Gideon and Pico. It actually is the Carolina Reaper. Scotch Bonnet you had in Jerk Chicken, so I knew it wasn't that. Oh, there's a bit of logic to your answer. Yeah. I like that. So, and then, yeah. I thought the Reaper was too, too easy, too in your face. It's the only one that sounds like a pepper. <laughs> <laughs> right, last one. Uh, which county 
has the smallest population in Ireland. What is the smallest county in Ireland per population? Sorry, not per population, just per size. Okay, yes, by land, by land. Yeah, yeah. went with that. Yeah. Are you ready to go? Um, unfortunately, yes. Is it like, <laughs> it's like the ratio between like how big the land is to the people, or is it just... Just by the size yeah. of the county. The smallest counties. So. Yeah, so the Cork is the biggest. Okay. Happy? Yeah. Right, there you go. Loud. Loud. Go. I'm not awfully. Awfully. I'm loud. Loud? Yeah, no. Andrew's Leitrim. Leitrim. I think they were the second smallest. Well, well let's fact check today. That's it, that's all right. Because I'm not happy with this. No, I'm not, well, no, I'm not happy with uh, So you've been writing down your ones there. Can you give us the totals? Pigo? Six. Six points. So you're a leader now. Uh, Cabo? I got uh, four. Four. Respectable. Gideon? Got three. Three points. Uh, could be enough to go through. If, if there's a lot of twos and ones, could be enough to get you through with the last 16. Just want to fact check you Go over. Smallest county in Ireland is County Louth. Here we have a li Wikipedia list of uh, counties by area, so it might be on this that you. Louth is bottom of that. Leitrim 20. Leitrim 20. This is fucking. Oh, yeah, Republic of Ireland. Yeah, Longford. Longford. So the fact check was, was right there. Well, either the quiz master was wrong or he went by population. So I'll give you the point, so. Yeah, so I'll give you the point. I could get Gideon trail, like, you know. So it's a point for Gideon as well. So updated scores Pigo, seven. seven. Gideon, four. Cabo, four. Never accept anything for this. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, thanks, lads. Yeah, cheers, once. So are we, uh, are we actually going to sub you out and let Pico do the quizzes now? Because that's the way it's going to work. Ah, uh, look. He he is out to get you. I made a clanger. He is and out to get you. He called me on it, and he was right. How did he? How did he know? Well, now in fairness, uh, I listened to it with Lara, right? And the two of us were listening to it, and I was like, she she, she was like, no, nah, it couldn't be. Carol got Shannon's in in Leitrim. That was her first thing. Fucking pit, obviously mm. gargle related. She's like, no, nah, there's loads of people go there and drink, and it, it's a big enough town. And I was like, mm, could, could be onto something there. When I heard it first, I just thought, Cargill Shannon, it's a big town. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, Pico's delving. Google search. <laughs> you went out the Google straight away. I remember like when we used to do the quiz years ago, um, I think we may have used that question once and we had the right answer, loud. But then I thought, I think it's almost well known because the players have gone to Dundalk so often. That is a small county. So then we used to switch to second smallest, uh, which was Carlow. So I think when I noticed the question, I was like, I had second smallest in my mind, but I've copied and pasted it from a quiz who, whoever made it, unfortunately, believes that Leitrim is the answer. Lazy journalism, and prof. Laziness on my part. I didn't, uh, <coughs> didn't double check it. So Pigo calls me on it, gets himself a point. More importantly, gets uh, Gideon Tete. Uh, a point for himself which could be crucial could get him through Gideon, the last 16 Gideon was a bit of a bookworm I think that black box one how do you know that 
I, I was impressed by that and that's what Lara, Lara was like there's no way it's black and I was like this is a trick question and then Pico said it was a trick question I was like told you trick, trick question she goes how are they going to find it if it's black I was like oh my god <laughs> she's right yeah when it was this was um, recorded a couple of weeks ago and <clears throat> I was sitting there in Rollstone waiting for the players to come back from training and um, Brazzer spots me first of all and he goes Carl you're looking very official there so I had me three, pe- three pieces of paper three books three pens and I said, uh, I said, oh, the quiz is back. And he goes, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> really? Then I, then I tell him who's playing. And uh, he comes over to Gideon. And he, he actually gives him a pep talk. He gave Gideon a pep talk. What's he saying? Before he got, he was like, no, I want you to win this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it worked because he did well. Um, so seven points for Pigo, which doesn't really help him around him. Uh, he's comfortably true, I would say. No, not many players will get even... Even uh, six points, I'd say, in, in this uh, first qualifying round. So there we have it. So that was the Quifties, and uh, next week we'll have another one. And not even one. my first quiz uh, mare today. There's more coming later. It's a few clangers. Not a good week for your boy, Prof. <laughs> your boy, Prof. <laughs> right, so we're going to move on to the game and the review. We lost the President's Cup final 2-0 at the Ryan McBride Stadium. Brandywell, Friday night. Um... <sighs> We'll move on straight on to it. After the worst rendition of the Ireland National Anthem. Yeah, it was like a horrible um, morphed country western version of the the anthem. So, uh, yeah, let's not... Hope. I can't even remember it now. I just remember thinking it was awful. Yeah. I Minutes mean, applause for the recent passing of City boss Higgins. Uh, his brother Kevin, so he sadly died in Sweden a week ago. Uh, LOI TV prof great service again it was I thought it was great I'm happy with the LOI TV service there's no issues at all with it for me bar the rotten disgraceful commentary oh, we'll talk about the commentary in a moment oh, we'll but, get uh, there saw some complaints about people not able to watch it or oh, no having dif- technical yeah. difficulties I had no problems I was actually surprised that it was you had to pay the 7 euro because the 3 previous seasons or was it 21, 22 well, the two previous seasons, then it was free, and then the first league game you pay. But uh, no, they made you pay for this one. How is lads? The game is just about to kick off. We got here at about twenty-five past seven, and the queues the game were mental. All the dirty fans were saying that it was the longest queues they've seen in ages. Looks like a sellout. There's about a hundred and fifty Rovers fans here, so let's get going. Come on, the hoops. But uh, yeah, we were not at the game. We were watching on LOTV. Brian Burke was at the match, Gare. Um, we, weren't, we weren't at the match. I, I, just, I read it somewhere. I don't know where. But I think Brian Burke was at the match. So, if you want some live reports. Liberated uh, the President's Cup. Yeah. So, injuries going into this game. Before you read the lineup there. Ah, stop. Six or you? seven players missed. The, the injury lineup is more than the starting lineup. Yeah, it was like O'Neill, Finn, Cavo, Hoare. Uh, who we who we did seven, start really. the people yeah, we yeah. did start so give us the 11 on the bench so our starting 11 Poles Cruz Lopez Grace Cleary Bort Watts Nugent Poom Tell Kenny on the bench was Manus Green Bork Power Clark Ferrazoi Fruja Tetez and Bourne I was messing about that pronunciation Tete no so yeah Nugent right wing back uh, which I didn't know he could play there I presumed he was more of a holding centre mid or, or something but um, how do you think he did? Nugent um, I've, he saw a lot of the ball in the first half but 
unfortunately, like he didn't get forward the way we want our fullbacks to get forward. No, it's um, it's a total makeshift position for him, I believe. He didn't get forward the way we want our for our fullbacks to get forward, and he was a little bit exposed. Like Duffy got far too much space mm-hmm. out, out there, and like, well, the first goal came from the, that side. Every yeah. time the ball went out left, Duffy had at least ten to fifteen yards to move into, and that's not what you want Duffy doing with a relatively inexperienced player who has got two good seasons, one on loan, two 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 loan seasons, but realistically. It, like we we were we are struggling at uh, injury wise, but geez, no, I just thought he had a torrid time against him, and Duffy just kept cutting in, and he's dogged. I'll give him that, Nugent. He got stuck in. He's dogged, but I don't think that's his position, unfortunately. And he he, he fought well, but he, I mean, Duffy got the better of him. Let's be honest. Remember every time we played them, Doc, or the like, far front of our minds was who do we play on the right to shackle Duffy. Remember, like it was the first time for a team sheet, mm. and we'd often pick Joey O'Brien, wouldn't we? And because he all, often did a job on on Duffy, it's like it's one of the most important considerations when you're up against him. But um, so the first goal, first goal was a lovely bit of play out left, Duffy again, and he squared it for Will Patching, and it was an own goal initially, but lovely finish. And did we seem a bit slow? I in thought defense? we were. I thought. Didn't react well to the I cross. I thought he was um, he was had the freedom of Derry in the middle mm. of the box, so we were a little bit slow to react, and it was a good goal. It was a mm. good goal, but there wasn't really much in in between the two teams. Let's be honest, and the overall stats at the end, I'll tell you that as well. But after the goal, Poom and Tell had shots. Uh, Tell very unlucky, lovely, lovely strike. Like Just unlucky to get it in. Poom was pinging balls around the first 10, 15 minutes. He pinged three or four around, and I thought this fella has. An arrow of a left foot on him. So, um, some some positives in the first half there. Yeah, tell him lucky. He was kind of a half forty inches over the bar. Mar was kind of struggling to get back to it. So, unfortunate didn't go in. Yeah, and then we move on to the second goal. With Michael Duffy on thirty nine minutes. Well, once again, the space that he got out left gave him the opportunity to be able to cut inside. And let's be honest, Gary O'Neill playing there, this doesn't happen. Gary O'Neill comes in and covers, and they act as a double block. So whenever we're playing against any tricky wingers like that, Gary O'Neill does that. He steps in front of the centre-halves and mm. covers the gap where the likes of Duffy would cut in. So he steps in, takes a little step back, steps in front of the centre-halves, and there's your block. So they double up on these attacking players that come in. And we just didn't have it, unfortunately. We're just getting... some Maybe Poom and some other players, they're all getting new, used to this new system. It's a trial... Ultimately, a, a trial game, you could say, of trying out some players in new positions. I mean, Cruz on the left... Nugent on the right he cut in he hits a relatively tame shot and poor Poles lets it squirm underneath him squirms under his arms unfortunately yeah it's uh, you can you might have some sympathy over the pitch it bounces in strange directions but it is a howler it's an there's absolute no, howler there's yeah. no dressing it up unfortunately um, unfortunately he'll try to from all the parts we hear from the dressing room he's a good character and he can hope he try and move on from this but um yeah, he he was hardly going to chance Big Al uh, in this game, so it was kind of always going to be Paul's. So that's like three of the last four Derry games. Paul's been gold the uh, the cup game. Um, did he play the nil nil? Oh no, maybe Manus played in that one. Either way, listen, it's so, unfortunate. Two, two last three. Bad time to concede as well. Five minutes for the break, and totally deflated the confidence of the team. I I think half time here, two nil Derry. 
Because that one will up down there, left hand side, our right hand. Probably a bit too easy. We started to get into it with about five minutes to go before the half. And just as we started to get into it after Tell's chance, what happens? Leon does it to Ibi. Big, big second half needed. I think I called it. I call three subs. Lara called four actually, and uh, I call. I, I think maybe fifteen minutes in, I said clear. He's getting subbed. He was he, he was very very lucky not to go at one stage. He clobbered someone over on the sideline when he was when he was yellow carded. So, but what you have to understand is as well, he didn't get much cover. Every time the ball went down to the left, he was one on one with a much faster Duffy, and an inexperienced Nudger who isn't used to playing that position. So. I wouldn't look too much into it. I wouldn't look too much into this game as a whole. But I'm surprised you're putting this much analysis into the game. Uh, but but I, uh, there's a lot of people coming online and saying Rovers were shite, Rovers were this, Rovers that. Derry look amazing, they were outstanding. Colin Bourne said Derry were outstanding and brilliant on the pitch. Like, what game is he watching? What game is he watching? There was no... like. I think the stats were 50-50%. We were um, dominated. Um, four shots on goal to two shots on goal. There was there was no domination there whatsoever. several first-team players and we weren't dominated. Yeah. I don't know why he would panic. I wouldn't listen this. to any of the bullshit or the outside noises we call it. But um, yeah, four changes at the break. I knew clearly. I said clearly another. That is where... And, and Bradzer spotted it and nailed it. He knew that clearly was was booked and he was getting a lot of exposure down that down that side with Nudger kind of not being familiar with the role took off Nudger as well and he had Bork, Bourne, Clark and Frugia all coming on so the heavyweight's coming on yeah Trevor looked decent when he came on yeah the old school Trevor just getting clattering into tackles and loving it uh, interested in seeing what our starting 11 will be now against Sligo it's very very tough to call him scribbling away here and struggling but patching the crossbar as well off the underside of the bar and then we did well to get it out but um, McGonagall nearly added a third as well so in terms of creating chances and troubling Mar, we, we weren't up to much in the but game did, did, was, did Leon get troubled either? I suppose not by the fluff but uh, it was a poor enough performance but nothing that would worry me hell yeah game just over just getting back to the car now wasn't to be on the night don't really think either team are great, but very lackluster from here. So I'd, I suppose the real stuff starts next week. Hey, come on, Rovers! Yeah, no, it was poor. It was, and we do. You gave me some ominous stats about going up to Derry over a voice note, and, and well, I, I have that later. It's not about being ominous. It's just more about crowd attendance. Yeah, more the point I'm making. True. Um, but no, it was uh, it was done and dusted, and we didn't really create much. Um, it was a poor performance, but listen, we call a spade a spade, and that's how it was. But I wouldn't look too much into it. I, I really mm. wouldn't. I mean, that is nowhere near the four starting eleven that we're gonna have. The intensity of the game alone was friendly pace at best. So you wouldn't look too much into it. You don't agree with this um, person on Twitter. Well, that was a shit show. No effort, no ideas, predictable in every aspect. Paul's weight of his depth. We look so far off the pace, it's worrying. You don't agree with that? These guys don't watch football regularly, I don't think. And I think their standards are too fucking high and they don't realise what it is. It's a friendly fucking cup. So far off the pace in early February in the fucking President's Cup. The President's Cup. Do me a favour. A made-up cup to keep El Michael D happy. Now, if we play exactly like that against Sligo... Ah, we'll be beaten. Well, we'll then, be beaten. you're welcome to start worrying then, yeah. and we'll we'll talk about it. But yeah, absolutely, so then we yeah. have Emmett. Yep, 
We have the Wheats. One thing that we can all agree on is that the worst performance of the night goes to the two fucking dimwits on commentary. And John and Kelly <laughs> running into the space. Kiavana. Kiavana. Richie Tile made a file. <laughs> John and Kenny's got loads of piss. Running into the space. <laughs> Wet. Kiavana. That's what I was saying. Do, do a they've got weights on their lips. Do a shot every time the commentary says, Could you not know about this it? One, this one, yeah, no, what was it? Nothing you could do about it. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that was. Sound like Garrett Brooks there. Every time I do the Nordy accent, I, I'm just always on the verge of going Scottish. I have to stop myself. I feel like they don't ever raise their voice yeah. levels. They're just, they just trundle along at the same octave and they run into the spit. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get his You're much better than I am, friends. So for that, once, yeah, my accents are going to be that terrible. That Conan Byrne headline you were talking about, um, he was talking about the game on RT Soccer Podcast. I, we've not actually listened to that yet ourselves, but um, the headline on RT.ie was uh, President's Cup Huge for Developing Derry City. It's a, This isn't like, like, this is a headline you would have been okay with after the Cup final. Oh, after yeah. he won the Cup, you know, Springboard. Oh, absolutely. That yeah. whole thing. This is a non-event where no one celebrated, no one gave a fuck about it. Now, obviously, the Derry fans were happy and they were singing and, and, and chanting, but this... Even looking the way uh, the Derry captain uh, lifted the trophy, I got very Ken O'Man. Oh, you took it out. 2012, then some senior cup vibes there. Nearly embarrassed to lift it. Yeah. Some more quotes. You have Nolly, better off out of them cups. Yeah, better <laughs> off out of them cups. Yeah. Uh uh, onto the real stuff next week our own Twitter said um, don't know what to think of that I didn't I didn't like it it's it seemed like something you'd send off your own personal account you know it's probably what we were all thinking yeah but I don't think you'd say it for the, for the official account onto the real stuff it's petty it sounds petty from an official account let's be honest yeah did like, people give out about it a lot of people were like oh, and they were laughing a lot of other fans were laughing but it, do, it, sh- it shouldn't have happened in my opinion that's that's just me that's just Gary P mm. um, just a chance pause a chance to shoot ourselves in the foot if we were to get beaten Saturday that, then that tweet doesn't look well there, yeah. doesn't look you know it's going to be regurgitated as well doesn't look good Absolutely. if we do okay Saturday then who cares but um, yeah the President's Cup Garrett not even the third biggest cup competition in Ireland <laughs> is fourth yeah. behind Hashtag the LSC. Manchester Senior Cup uh, a lot of people stuck at the bog side after the bomb scare. Uh, the PSNI sealed off the area around the Brandy Well over the discovery of a suspicious object. Um, bit tricky. So Hooper's had um, guesses as to what it could be. The first one was James Cook. He said, suspicious object, probably a trophy. Not something they're used to seeing. Yeah, or what, what was this? Somebody said Leon. Leon. I don't think we say anything about that, actually. We're half an hour into the show, Garrett, and I've just got a piece of food out of my teeth. That's been stuck there. That's been pissing me off. See, these are the perils of podcasting that people don't tell you about. Mm. Yeah, I, I've been there, Prof. What was it? What, what meal was that from? It was a piece of fish. Piece of fish. That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> you devil. So um, we were saying, fans speculating, what could the suspicious object be? Mm. Someone to moon or say, Gar. Yeah. I think it was um, the brick from the original Tala. The bricks from the original bricks that everybody paid for. It was brick. Mooner. It was the ultras. They were hoping for Marcus Poole to score so they could set it off. Poom. 
Uh, Kilia Mikhail is writing the match reports on the official club website now. So, um, well done, Killian. Good man getting stuck in. Tip hoops, am I right? That's him, yeah. Tip hoops, Killian Mikhail. Good tip name, isn't it? Um, what the hell is a tip name? A good tip name. Good tip name. Like O'Donovan's a good cork name, you know? We get the <laughs> cork drivers up every so often in the job. And some of them are the most cork looking fucking things you could ever imagine. Mark, not Donovan. Like, f- just. Uh, what did I say to him? I said, he said his name was O'Donovan. I said, that's a fierce cork name. And he goes, never took the Queen's soup. <laughs> it's like, yeah, for fuck's sake. Um, what about Ray O'Donovan? The, the show. Ray, yeah, there you go. Could have a bit of cork in him. That was a good show, actually. Uh, attendance prof. Um, bunch well, of ticks commenting online. I expected this. I expected. When I saw, like, how many tickets would be a sale? 120 or something? Hmm. 160, um, 160. One or sorry, some dairy fans suggesting that if that game had been played uh, in Tala, they would have brought five hundred. And uh, Ryan Agrew pointed us out in the group lowdown that they took three hundred and fifty fans to Tala for the big league game in May. So there you go. They would not have brought five hundred. T- t- say game. a problem. Who's dead rubber? Well, who said dead rubber? Well, well, the league was pretty much over by then. You know what I mean? In May. No, in May. What am I thinking of? I'm You're thinking, thinking of, of October. I'm thinking of October. Apologies. No, Apologies. May. Yeah, three fifty in May. Yeah. Listen, prop. They don't want the smoke when it comes to it. But um, yeah, comments on the attendance. It's it's bullshit, really, when you think about it. I mean, we've we've brought a thousand to fucking Ghent, uh, hundreds all over Europe. I don't think anybody can really point the finger at us and say, "Look at the attendance here." So we'll move mm. on swiftly with that one. But staff, one of our uh, Pride of Rings end. Stalwarts of all sticks to beat people with you. Uh, oh, sorry, of all sticks people to have to beat Rovers with. Imagine the attendance being your stick of choice. That's perfectly summed up. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I saw some people use the word glorified friendly. Uh, I didn't want to belittle the cup that much by saying it, but then when I saw that six subs were made, I was like, okay, it literally is a friendly. Yeah, because you're not allowed to make six subs. So um, there you go. I think it was an agreement between the managers that they could make six. Uh, but the point I was making earlier that you uh, alluded to was, um, I, I only noticed the other day that our first league trip to Derry this season is the May Bank Holiday Monday. So the 1st of May, Monday night, 7.45. So that's going to mean four Derry away games in a row where we don't have a full crowd for understandable reasons. First time was three days after I think it was Macedonia, yeah. In the league, then it was three days after Ghent in the cup. This game, the Presidents Cup, it is what it is, the Presidents Cup. Yeah. And then seven forty-five on the Monday night, that's not going to be a full crowd. No. How unfortunate is that? In saying that, it is a banker. It's a banker, and I'm I'm going to take the day off work to Tuesday. But if you're not willing to take the day off on the Tuesday, are you going to go up there on a Monday night? Yeah, that's the thing. But listen, we'll, a lot of people work in different situations as well. We'll, we'll mm. see if we can go. Right, so Prof, we are up next. It's the Tifties Hotline and the Valentine's Day special. Couples who listen, stay together. What was it? Listen together, stay together. <laughs> um, yes, so questions. New season predictions. Which clubs will finish in the top three and bottom two in the league table? So a wide spread here, Prof. Obviously, I'm going to go Rovers, 32nd. <sighs> um, I've a feeling Pat's... Pats with the squad and the budget that they have, they should do well, right? And they they never we had the chance to relegate them, we didn't take it. It's a tricky one. 
Dundalk, they haven't got the budget. They haven't really signed well. Ooh, it's between it's a trope between them two. I'm struggling to pick. I'm gonna say Pats purely because of Doyle and Mulraney and the extra little bit of quality. As far as that, the quality that they have, I'm gonna go Pats toward right. Based on Pat's signings, I would lean towards them. Based on managers, like I think O'Donnell is able to get the best out of teams. Yeah, I think so. So I'm yeah. going to say Dundalk third. Right, tricky one. Uh, bottom two, UCD rock bottom. I think I, everybody is the same bottom. I don't, I don't know. I'd rather play good football whenever they played against us, right? Mm-hmm. We could possibly give them a bad rap. They've lost Ian Williams, so they've lost goals. Okay. I think I've been tipping them to go down now for yeah. a couple of years. They've <laughs> lost Williams, so they've lost their goal scorer. I think I was going to say Shells because I think that Duff he's achieved a little bit he got to a cup final I, I they were rubbish whenever I watched them honestly they were a terrible team a horrible long ball rigid Um, I was going to say them but with Drotted not really strengthening well I'm going to go Drotted and Shells to just finish above them I don't think Cork will be in the mix at all because when these big clubs come up these newly promoted clubs, they mm. tend to just stabilise straight away. Like I think they like Healy as a gaffer. Though. I think Healy might have something up his, mm. up his sleeve. So they signed out. I they think they'll out? be right in the middle last season. Cork. Yeah. They'll just yeah. They'll tip away. There. They'll be uh, right in the middle. I think. I no. So my bottom four. I'll say. Let's say I'll go UCD. I'll draw it. I'll go Shells. And then I'll go. Sligo uh, maybe. I think Bows. I think Bows. Bows are totally. Sellotape together Brand new team Why do people think That Devine is just Going to come in And play well All of a sudden I think that They're really Going to struggle I think they're Bottom four I think balls are Bottom four hmm. Yeah so that's What I'll go with I'll go Shells um, So I'll go UCD Drada um, Shells And Bows Alright then for the crack I'll say UCD Bottom Bows Second from bottom <laughs> The prof um, Who will be Rovers player Of the year Um Pico stays fit, he could easily be player of the year. If Jack gets his finger out and plays all season and plays at the levels he can, he could be fit player of the year. Gaff, um, I'm not I'm I'm gonna predict I'm gonna say Jack to really pull the strings this season. I'm gonna say Jack. Yeah. I'd love it to be someone like Poom. Um oh, imagine. I think if Jack gets back to his best, it can't be anyone else. Mm. It'll it'll be Jack. If he doesn't, it could be Pigo is just so consistent every single season. I'm gonna go a little bit left field here, not even left field, but it's I'm someone who have been willing on to for consistency all for the last couple of years. I'm gonna go Bork, goal top goal scorer. I had the same thought. Yeah, he has to play enough though. Yeah, if he's true. an impact sub, he won't be top scorer. Very much so. Yeah. Although I remember at one stage he he was a top scorer with five goals, and mm. he hadn't started a match yet. So he was he was picking up goals. He just has it in him. He definitely has. We get some consistency out of him. I definitely think he could be. I can see he's due a cracker of a season, isn't he? Yeah, he's due a really good season, consistently as well. I can see Johnny Kenny having a good season for us. I I, I can see him playing well, but I don't see fifteen goals out of him though. Mm. It's hard to get fifteen goals out of anybody though, isn't it? Mm. It really is. He would have to be a regular starter every game as well. Uh, top assist maker I'm going to go Jack Like um, You're going to hear A couple of good opinions um, Played half a season Got 12 mm. assists So I'm just going to say Something different I'll say Poom here Oh bruv Who will have a breakthrough season And be one to watch I'm going to say Ferzoi last season Broke through Was one to watch I'm hoping Gideon Well since he was in the quiz I'm going to tip Gideon um, yeah. Every time I've seen him I really like the look of him yeah. It's only a handful of sub appearances But 
I genuinely am. I'm very excited to see him on the ball. We'll go, Gideon. I like the look of Kieran Cruz as well. I thought he was very assured on the ball. Looked well. Looked yeah. like a good player. Um, who has received the most yellows? Jeez, it could be anybody. Trevor Clark, absolutely bursting people. He's <laughs> definitely won. Bork, mostly for descent. Um, Pico likes a tackle. I like to think Pico will be a little bit more cuter this year. Gary O'Neill picks up a few as well. Yeah, a little bit cuter for Pico. I'm going to say Clark. Clark and Bork, tied. Yeah, I go Clark. Um, who will receive the most yellows? We did that. Billy, Billy Denny's Kerry finish in their debut first season, first division. I think that they will do well. Um, that league is mental. So you get a couple of good results together, you're going up, you're fly up the league. I'm going to go good momentum, good first season. They sold out their first game against Cove at home. I'm going to say, out of eight, I'm going to say sixth. Solid sixth. Whatever the lowest position is to get a playoff place, I think they'll get oh, that. I don't think perfect. they'll go up, but I think they'll maybe nick a playoff place. Will we draw them away in Tralee in the FAI Cup? Ah, oh, man. I hope so. The town is getting taken over. Oh, it's an <laughs> overnighter. Absolute overnighter, without a doubt. Uh, will Gary give Gary O'Neill a guard of honour? No, not a chance. These are kind of strange people down in Kerry. I don't think so. This section is kind of jokey questions, which uh, one or two people took seriously. <laughs> they started analysing the guard of honour. It was like, yeah. that's not real. Question. Who would win the banjo before Abbeyfield Award on the Tifty's bus? Somebody asked me about this, and I think they're aiming to win it. One of our newbies on the bus. But it's a tough one. Um, who would win it I'm going to go Conor Foley it's a long journey I'm going to go Conor Foley because he he gets to that stage then takes about half an hour downtime, and then boom he's back <laughs> so he's like Lazarus so I'll go I'll go for the bear I'm going to say Ozzy Nate beside me in the back seat the change in the office oh, the, the change the change it's like happens. a horror film it's like you're talking away <laughs> what's the story yeah fucking great man fucking it and then all of a sudden <laughs> Fuck it, bro! You're like, oh, he's changed. Oh, there he is. He's changed. Um, what is your preferred seven eleven? Oh God, we're doing seven elevens and predictions here, are we? Uh, we do it now. We'll do later. We skip it. We skip. What's your favorite memory of a trip to the showgrounds on that bitch? Uh, love the tree too. Greener eating chips. Yeah. Um, I remember years ago we went up and we won, and I'm nearly sure it was Barney with a drum, and they were singing "Get Down on It." They were like, "Get down on it." Get down on it. I can't remember the result. I can't remember anything. Just thinking that was a deadly trip. Yeah. Um. Obviously the one Twiggy's last match. Twiggy's last match where we spoiled um, the party. I wasn't, where he actually, I wasn't at that one myself. Gravity. I think my favourite was the, was the first one after everything happened with Greg Bolger. And we were giving him stick. Brilliant. And it one was nil. A, one nil win. I think it was one nil. And it was actually a bit of a turning point in the title race. I mean we were ahead. But I think we had we'd had a wobble for three or four games. Yep. And we beat Waterford and Stigo. And we were just singing the whole match. Brilliant. About Bulger and about Barry Cotter because we really, really liked him at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was one of my favourites. Will you go to any of the Rovers women's games this season? Absolutely. Yeah, my little girl Moya is uh, buzzing. Buzzing to, to get going. Uh, she's buzzing for the new season as well in general. So um, it's great. She can have a few little idols and a few little heroes to look up to. So yeah, definitely will, Prof. Yeah, I'm planning to go on to the first few anyway, and hopefully I enjoy it and keep going. Uh, Saturday's, uh, what's it, seven or something? Oh, I don't think so, three. I think they're evening games, aren't they? I'm not sure. I, I, I read three I'll somewhere. I'll have to check the kickoffs, but um, 
Yeah, yeah, definitely go and check so it out. Seven, inspired by Pooms, Lake Ola Buffy, uh, Belfield. What is your favourite long range strike you've seen live at a Robert's domestic game? Oh, here we go, right? Domestic being the key word because when we put this question out, everyone goes League. for Sully, Berkey against Boleslav. Uh, I'm going to say James Chambers had a couple of great ones against Galway. Do you know what? I had the same thought. Remember? I was thinking nobody will remember Six this. 6 0 win or 6 1 or something. He scored two crackers in the week, I think. Um, what else? I'm going to go Jack against Sundock. Because that is still one of my most vivid memories of Rovers and Talat for some reason. The importance of the goal. The importance of the goal, the brilliance of it. The movement before The position where it. we were in the south stand. Leaving the shields long. for dead. Absolutely class. Uh, Richie Tell wasn't necessarily a long strike. It was outside the box. Oh, you said domestic, that was in Europe. Yeah. Um, there was actually a few callbacks to some goals. Paddy Kavanagh left foot on his debut. Absolute screamer. <laughs> I actually don't think I've ever seen that. I don't think it's been recorded. Yeah. Uh, some really good goals, yeah. Some callbacks to games in 2017-2018. McAllister Finn. I know what goals are talking about, alright, but I can't. McAllister was a belter. McCabe surely yeah. has a goal or two there as well. Long range. McCabe definitely has a, a, a one or two. Can we count free kicks? Sure we can. Yeah, Steve McPhail. He had a, he then had he break. against Sligo yeah. was a, a big goal in 2010. Uh, in Valentine's Day section, if you're dating somebody at the moment, does you have any interest in football? Yeah, like most people's answers, uh, no choice but to be dragged <laughs> into the fore. And now it's it gets quite heated, the discussions about who does this and who does that and um, what way it goes. So yeah, my wife has been dragged along and she is really, really interested now. So it gets to the stage where it does. It gets really heated about um, opinions on football. So, so what's the most romantic thing you've ever done or done for you? Uh, I, I arrived home today to a Valentine's present of a box of Heineken with rose petals on it and I thought, that is extremely romantic because I like that. Did this actually happen? Yeah, did it actually happen. I was like, that is a lovely gesture. <laughs> it's me, you know, I like beer. Mm-hmm. Um, most romantic thing I've ever done. Oh, God. Uh, took the missus to the Eiffel Tower and we had a picnic that was p- pretty romantic didn't propose mm-hmm. there though but that was pretty romantic mm-hmm. um, there a couple of proposals actually in the answers yeah in, uh, in this hotline which were romantic um, what about you prof give us your romance next <laughs> smut right so uh, Ed Saul's go to karaoke song love is in the air at any time of the year what is uh, yours if you had to get up on stage I do like Love is in the Air that's another mm. one I've kind of robbed off from. Um, I may attempt that someday but only if Ed's not there though whatever I, tickles I whatever tickles uh, you you know whatever's, whatever gets the crowd going but no that's that's a, that's a brilliant one though but we've been reliably informed by Mark Keaton that we're wrong on this one Ed Sauls is Lionel Richie all night long but we're talking about Rovers mm-hmm. so um, well no, the question was open to any song. Yeah, very much so, yeah. But the reason I obviously referenced Love is in the Air there because it's Valentine's Day. Oh, so that was, sure. our, that was our little tie-in. Yeah, so Prof, here we go. We are ready for the Tifties Hotline, part one. Hotline. Hi folks, this is Albert McCready here. Just going to answer the questions here. The lads asked me to uh, ponder for the coming season. New season predictions. He'll be in the top three and he was the bottom two on the league. Top three, I think um ourselves and Daddy will be the top two. I think Pats might be third. Um would have liked to see us strengthen a little bit more in a couple of positions. But I think uh, we should have enough to sort of to win it again, I think. Daddy'll push us hard though. Um 
every point be vital this year, I think. Um, Pats, uh, I think we did best of the rest. Um, but we shall see. Bottom two, well, I hope Yoshi Day have gone to be bottom. I hate Yoshi Day, I just don't think they bring anything to the league. I mean, that were all due respect to the, the foreign players that they produced down through the years. But as a football club, as a culture, as a football, there's no football culture about the place, there's nothing about it. Horrible. Um, so I hope they finish bottom. I was raging when they beat Watford last season, last the end of last season in the playoff, to be honest. So I think they'll be bottom and I'll go for Drogheda to be second bottom. Um, Rovers player of the year, top goal scorer and top assist contribution. Um, player of the year, I'll go by Jack. I hope he uh, gets back to the sort of form we, we know he's capable of. I mean, he's just exceptional in our league. And uh, I think if Jack has a good season like that, um, it's good for us all around. Top goal scorer, uh, I think, uh, not sure what to expect from young Kenny. Just back from Celtic, of course. I don't know what to expect from him and how hard he play. Rory will be a first choice player, so I think Rory's a sort of safe bet. If injuries are avoided, I think Rory's a safe bet for top goal scorer. Uh, Rory Gabney, and I think Rory Gabney is top safe bet for top assist maker, to be honest as well. He creates some chances for us, doesn't he? He's really been excellent. Last season, he was exceptional for us. Which player will have a breakthrough season and who will you want to watch? Um, I'll go by Justin um, if you can class him as having a breakthrough season um, I know he's been in and out of the team and in and out of the squad as it were um, but I'll go by Justin and want to watch her go for young Gideon I think he looks like he has a bit of bone pretty strong looking um, Has looks look, looks like a footballer you know I mean um, most yellow cards again it's it's a uh, I suppose it's going to be one of the defenders, and I'm looking at the defenders who's going to play most often. I think the three centre half, the three central midfielders, uh, central defenders, I should say, um, say uh, Dan, clearly uh, Lee Grace and Pico Lopez will be, you know, play far more often than they won't play. So I think it's going to be one of them. Uh, just as a just a random go for Lee Grace. Uh, to pick up the Mount Hellos. Where will uh, Kerry, will then his Kerry finish in the fourth season? Very hard to know. I think they finish above the top, that's above the bottom tail. They'll be, they be placed themselves. And we can't expect them to be behind the likes of uh, Waterford, Galway, Treaty. Terrible name, that isn't it? Treaty. Uh, and probably Finn Harps. They should be behind those four at the very least. But I think if they, 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 they Put in a respectable show and be uh, not finishing bottom would be a respectable show really for them. Um, will we draw them to the cup? <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice for me. I think that'd be a fantastic draw for them. Um, and of course, our support would like to, it's everyone likes to go to a new ground and a new place, so it would be good. Will they give Gary O'Neill a, a guard of honour? No, they shouldn't do either. No disrespect to Gary, great player, best player Kelly's probably produced. And um, It'd be a bit small time to give him a guard of honour this season in, in, in a competitive game. You know, that, that's, that'll come in the future sometime, I think. Uh, who will win the banjo before Abbey Fail Award on the, the TF, TFTES bus? Well, as we don't, we don't go on that bus, uh, so I, I can't, speak for, can't speak for anyone on the bus. 
um, we're going to Wack Express. Um, they could be one of the younger lads on the Wack Express. Though even at 57, I'm one of the younger lads on the Wack Express. But uh, there's a few young lads, Liam Cairns has a few mates on it now and again. So it's usually somebody like uh, like that. So I'll go for one of those lads, one of Liam's mates. Preferred stand 11 for the Ober and Sligo. Very hard to know. Um, difficult because of... Uh, you know, who's going to start there with the new lads and all, I don't know. I think Alan is starting goal, obviously I think Pico, Grace and um, uh, Dan will start. Um, I said in the midfield, I think Jack will start and, and, and Gary um, and Gaffney will start up top. Other than that, it's, it's, I don't really know, so that's a question I find hard to really answer. Um, my favourite memory of a trip to the showgrounds on and off the pitch. Well, you know, um, off the pitch, someone's sort of honest, isn't it? That's just <laughs> sort of scary sound to that. But um, on the pitch, I don't know, I've been down there so many times now. We, we haven't always had good results. We've had some good times down through the years, Sligo, to be fair. Um, so if we think back, I suppose, off the pitch, uh, I remember going down with Wacker O'Toole, Matt Keaton and myself one time in the car. And uh, the tree was being Celtic fans, we stopped up in Ballymote, which is the birthplace of uh, Brother Walford, who was the main man behind the foundation of Celtic. Uh, the tree was being Celtic fans, I suppose that was that was that was a nice a nice little stop off. Um, on the pitch, hard to know really. Uh, I suppose I remember one of Roddy's early games down there. Might have been his fourth. I don't think it was his fourth game as manager, but we had a friendly down there. Might have been his. The start of his first full season as manager, friendly down there, and he came over to the pub and talked to us about what his plans were and all. Drab old game, but it was the same. I uh, can't even remember much about the game, so how can I call it a memorable game? But it was the same trip that we stopped off in Bally Road, so we'll just go for that for the moment. It's another time we were in that pub down the road there from the stadium, and I remember that well because it's gone great, lovely, uh, a few beers, the whole lot. I mean, busload of rovers, lads arrived in. Uh, this would be went in the pool much longer after that. And that was the end of that, but I remember that. And will I go to any of the women's games this season? Yeah, probably. I wish them well. I don't know much about women's football, but you know, obviously, keep abreast of Rovers uh, signing. So, uh, looks like we signed players that are regarded as good players in the in the women's game. Um, my favourite long range streak uh, that I've seen live at a domestic Rovers game, well, I think it was probably the first goal I've seen Rovers scored in live at Georgie Giles against Cliftonville in Milltown in the Toilet Cup when we drab game, hidden torch, hidden for nothing. Giles lashed the ball in outside the box at the, the far end of the stage. We were sitting in the Hennessy stand at the time. It was only a young lad, but I was sitting there with my father, and so that goal always stuck in my mind. Um, Valentine's Day. Uh, we don't have any other football yet. Kim, my wife, yeah, she she watches all the games that we, we, we watch over and watch them on the telly. She's been to a few games with me, though it's a long time since she's been to a match either here in Dublin or in Glasgow for that matter. I think the last game we were at together was probably when Joey uh, was at West Ham and I think we went over to see Joey play. I think that was the last game we were at together. Most romantic thing I've done. Um, I don't know, romantic, I suppose. Uh, well, we got engaged on Valentine's Day, so if that counts as romantic, I'll, I'll take that. Um, so, you know, I still try to be romantic. If, if romantic means giving her a kiss every morning, tell her I love her every morning, I still do that. So I'd count that as romantic.
Ed Salts, Kayokisan, Lovers, yeah, what my bitch. Good old Ed, and that's probably a better singer than me. I don't think I've ever sang a song live that wasn't an Irish rebel song, to be honest. Um, there's a couple I'd like to give a go, but usually it's sort of an Irish rebel song, that's my sort of go to stuff. But, uh, yeah, if you want to try something new. Okay, lads, thanks for having me. Uh, have a great season, and uh, wishing everyone all the best. Cheers. Up the good guys. Hi, Carl. Hardy Kenny here. Here's my top three for uh, 2023 season. Rovers to win it and clinch the four in a row. Dirty second with St. Pat's coming third. Player of the year, I think that will be Pico Lopez. Very consistent player. Top goal scorer, I think it'll be the new signing. Johnny Kenny, good eye for goal. And Jack Bourne will uh, make the most assists if he's fit and uh, ready to go. The breakthrough season, I think there's a young lad at Rovers. is very good. Um, if he stays fit, it could be Conan Noonan. Uh, most yellow cards is uh, going to be Sean Hoare for Rovers. Where do I think Kerry will finish in the first division? In around the bottom three. Uh, my team to start against Sligo would be the 3-5-2 formation, which was very successful last season, um, with Alan Manis in goals, Hor, Lopez and Cleary at the back three, wing-backs Trevor Clark and Ferrugia on the other side, three midfielders, Gary O'Neill, Jack Bourne and the new lad Poom, and up front, uh, Johnny Kenny and Rory Gaffney. Um, Best time in Sligo was we won an FAI Cup semi-final in 1987. We won that um, after we drew in Milltown, so that was great. And it was a fabulous Rovers support, as usual. Uh, will I go to a Rovers women's game? Well, I was involved in women's um, a long time ago, so yeah, I'll probably take a trip up and have a look. Uh, best long-range strike? That I've seen recently would be Rory Gaffney's in the last minute against Shells. Um, a cracking goal. Um, has my wife interest in football? Uh, she has to have because her dad played for Dundalk and actually scored against Rowers in the 1958 Cup final. And uh, her cousin is Liam O'Brien, um, another attachment to the hoops. Uh, most romantic thing I've ever done with her was uh, I suppose I brought her to a Rovers and Bowes game that was nice and romantic especially when Rovers won um, my go to karaoke song would be Come On Eileen Dexie's Midnight Runners thanks Carl hope that's okay cheers how are you lads uh, Connor here uh, I'll jump straight into this uh, who do I think be the top three in the league I think Rovers will win it um, Derry probably a close second and I think Pats will be probably pipped on Dr. Third bottom two uh, yeah, I can't see anyone but UCD coming last um, and I'd hope probably Cork I hope to go back down uh, it's a good trip and all but I just fucking hate the club hate their fans uh, so I'd love to see them go back down maybe get them into the cup next year or something play of the year um I'd have to go. I think I think Pico. Um, I think when Pico plays, he's one of the most important players, probably in, in the defence. And um, we're always much more solid when he plays. Uh, he brings kind of a calmness and stuff to the team. 
Uh, top goal scorer, I think. I think Graham Burke's probably in a bit of show. Uh, I think Burke is probably the best player on the team. Probably the best player in the league on his day. Um, it just kind of depends whether he shows up or not, or what mood he's in. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he put a run of games together, four or five games where he gets six or seven goals. To be fair, uh, top assist maker. It's probably an easy one. Jack Byrne, I'd say he's easily the best passer, best vision on the team. Um, breakthrough player. I'd, I feel like Simon Power might have a big, uh, big role this year. Uh, he looks decent in flashes when he when I've seen him play. He's, he's quick, um, so I think he might really come through this year. And then most yellow cards. Uh, I think again if he's fit, Trevor Clark. Um, he loves a challenge and um, likes to throw himself about a bit. So I think he probably pick up the most cards. I think uh, Kerry FC will probably finish probably mid table in the first division. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised though if they kind of somehow got themselves into a playoff place. It's a bit of a mad league down there. Everyone could be everyone. Um, yes, but I think probably mid table. Um, I might start in eleven for Sligo. I'd probably have to go with Manus and goal. Uh, go Pico, uh, Sean Gannon and Lee Grace centre backs. Uh, Neil Frugip and probably Cavo on the wing backs. Um, Gary O'Neill probably centre. I think he's probably easily the first name on the team sheet every week. Uh, Marcus Poom as well beside him. Uh, I've only heard good things in preseason about him. And then the three up front, I'd probably go Jack Byrne, uh, Berkey, and Rory Gaffney. Um, some of my favourite memories on and off the pitch from Sligo. Uh, there's not an awful lot on the pitch. Uh, it's been always a fucking horrible place to go in terms of getting results. Um, but I'd probably say uh, it's probably a bit of recency, recency bias with it. But the 3 1 win down there in uh, just before Christmas, I think it was October uh, 22. Um, I felt like at the time a really good win. Uh, kind of important to keep the momentum going uh, towards getting the league. And off the pitch, uh, <laughs> I'd probably have to go with uh, a certain Mr. Mooney uh, <laughs> getting arrested before he got into the ground. <laughs> but he's probably better off that day. We, I think we got hammered. It was fucking uh, semi-finals of the cup. Uh, will I go to many of the women's games? Um, I plan on probably going to a few, probably a couple of big ones. Um, at home and I th- me and my girlfriend as well said uh, we'd probably go for one or two and um, she was giving me stick saying I wouldn't go support the women uh, favourite long range strike at a Rovers game I'd probably have to go for Dave McAllister um, against Finn Harps in 20, uh, 2017 uh, at home uh, unbelievable, 30 yards out, 35 yards out, um, top left, top corner, cracking goal, I'm um, pretty sure Ronan Finn as well, had, had he only come back and he scored an absolute screamer as well that day, um, I think we hammered on 3-0 or something. Does your other half have the interest in football? Uh, no, not really, um, She she'd watch the odd game with me, um, She's come to a few games 
and she was in school with Kate McCabe and stuff. Um, but no, she's not a big football fan. Uh, most romantic thing I've ever done, or someone's ever done for me. Uh, Jesus, um, I don't know if I've done anything <laughs> romantic. Um, I definitely have in the past. I can't remember. Um, I might say past for this because I'll probably get in trouble now if she ever hears me saying I can't remember what she's done for me. Uh, and your go-to karaoke song. Uh, our, well, me and me, me Bird have a go-to one. It's uh, I Got You, Babe. Uh, I need to be very drunk. Uh, it needs to be at least three in the morning. But uh, if everything falls into place, the pipe's on me. Uh, when I get going on that tune, uh, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. Sound lads, uh, have a good one. Hi lads, it's Africa Mali and Rob Dunn here. Hey lads, thanks for having us on the podcast. Um, our predictions for top three. Um, we think Rovers, Derry and Pats. Um, yeah, we couldn't split Rovers and Derry. Yeah, Derry are looking quite strong. Uh, bottom two, we went for uh, Drogheda and UCD. I think Drogheda have lo- lo- lost a lot of experienced players. Yeah. I think they're in trouble and I think UCD will always be down there so that's our bottom two yeah um, Rovers player of the year yeah we think Dan Cleary we're trying to go through the new players as well thinking of standouts but we think Dan Cleary will probably yeah made a big impact last year so yeah. we've gone for, for Dan Cleary usually our player of the year as well the last one has been a defender so yeah. the way we play I think uh, I think we'll go for Cleary uh, top goal scorer we agreed Johnny Kenny yeah Gaff helping him. Yeah, we think he get a lot of service mm-hmm. out, of, out of Rory Gaffney and be on the end of things, smelling goals. So hopefully Johnny Kenny and if he does well, I think we'll do well. Top assists. Uh, we went Jack Byrne. Hard to go against Jack yeah. with corners and dead balls. Uh, breakthrough season, a bit out of left field. We were at a pre-season game up yeah. at Roadstone against Bray really? and... Uh, we were very impressed by... It's a, uh, Naj yeah. Brazi. We're not sure if we're saying his name yeah. right, but we thought we were really impressed by him. Um, and he scored for it's the under-17s Irish team recently as well. Um, link up with another Rovers young lad. But uh, yeah, we thought he looked brilliant. Yeah, so. he looked really good. He looked like uh, kind of like the next in line to Farajoy, I thought. So I think he might, uh, he might break into the squad. Mm. Uh, yellow cards, Graham Burke or Trevor Clark. Yeah, straight away. I think we both agreed on both of those. Um, uh, so where will uh, what about Kerry? Where will Kerry finish in the first division under Billy Denny? Uh, we couldn't really agree on this. I think they'll be all right, uh, maybe mid table, and that'll give them a platform to go from. Uh, after thought maybe. Yeah, I thought they'd find it hard. I thought they'd struggle. I thought. I don't know, scrambling around the bottom. I felt. Yeah, fingers crossed. We get them in the cup, um, for the away trip down there, probably. Stay in Killarney or Dingle and make the trip to Trilly. I don't think it really stay in Trilly. We'll mm. get down to that part of the country for an away trip. It'd be nice. Uh, will they give Gary O'Neill a guard of honour? Probably not. They won't, but they should. Um, I think uh, I think we got it off the prof on the podcast. The first Kerry man to lift the FBI Cup, so he deserves it down there. But no, I don't think he will. Mm. Um, Preferred start eleven for Sligo. Yeah, so we watched the President's Cup last night. So. Uh, <laughs> Difficult to pick an eleven for next week. Yeah. It wouldn't be panic stations, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I don't think anyone really made a case for themselves. So I think we've gone for uh, Manus. 
Well, we, we're, uh, we're taking the injuries into account. Yeah. So we're going Manus. Pico, uh, Cleary, And Grace. Grace. Sean Hoare is injured, so Grace comes in. Uh, Ferruja, because we think Finn is injured, so Ferruja right wing back. And Clark, Clark. left wing back. Uh, Gary O'Neill and yeah. um, Poom yeah. in midfield with uh, Jack, Burn. Gaffney yeah. and, and Johnny Kenny as the front three. So Gaffney may be playing wide with Kenny in the penalty box. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it's not in the goals. Um, favorite memory of a trip to the showgrounds? We went the. We were at the trip when they had all the anti-climb paint on the wall just in front where you stand uh, as an away fan, um, and just a follow-up match. Probably I, I don't think it was, was. Yeah, it was. It was. Was it end of season? I think it was, it was the, the end next, of the same season. Yeah, or early the following season. The next game up in the showgrounds and the ultras all wore the uh, the white suits going up. Yeah, it was quality. Uh, and on the pitch, probably, I think it was hard to tell with Colin, was it two seasons ago uh, when Greener was eating the chips that they, they threw on? They fucked at him, yeah. Um, so that was a nice one on the pitch uh, down there. Uh, hopefully get another one next week. Um, Rovers women's team games, will we get to any of the games? Um, hopefully. We'll definitely try. Yeah, definitely wouldn't rule it out. Yeah. Uh, see how, the, how their season goes and uh, if it's shaping up that there's big games. I'm at a loose end, definitely try and get along. Um, wouldn't rule it out. Uh, so, favourite long-range strike you've seen at a Rovers game? Uh, so, I, one that always sticks out to me was Graham Burke uh, in Europe against uh, Boleslav, if I've pronounced that right. But uh, he took it off a throw-in and just, just launched into the top corner. It's one of the best mm. goals I've ever seen uh, mm. at a Rovers game. So, that always stands out for me. Burke yeah. was the first one that came to mind for both of us, so whether it was that or just his strike against Derek. Was that last season or the season before? That was early last, last season, season, the halfway yeah. line one, wasn't it? And, um, yeah, so Burke was the first one that came to mind. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Like, a long-range strike or a long-range goal, like, would Rowan Ricketts against yeah. Derry, would that, is that a long-range strike? I don't know if you call that a strike. That's a lob, really, isn't it? Uh, so the Valentine's Day section, uh, if you're dating someone, and have the interest in football, so we're... We're a married couple now. Uh, we've gone out a long time, but yeah, we both go to Rovers. Um, we're both as long as we've known each other. Really, yeah. uh, Africa goes with her dad, and I've been going with my friends for uh, since probably twenty ten. Really consistently, a small bit before that, getting dragged along uh, until it kind of clicks. But uh, yeah, we both have a big interest in Rovers. Africa's a member, and I have a season ticket. So um, yeah, no football is a big thing here in our house. Yeah. Uh, romance we're kind of shite with that yeah not great uh, I yeah, think I couldn't think of it yeah probably just uh, we got married fairly recently and our, our day was just a day in town um, we got married in City Hall and it was kind of a small affair but uh, it was exactly what we wanted we had a great day that's the only thing we can really think of we're a bit crap yeah no we uh, we love Dublin and uh, we wanted to get married there so yeah it was great to be in town for the day and uh, finally karaoke song uh, Love is in the air. That's a great one. Um, if Ed was to get that out at any stage, and any bus I managed to get myself onto this year, I'd love to hear it. Um, my go-to karaoke song would be Fate by George Michael. Not that I get up every week, but if I put on the spot, that's what I'd go to. Uh, I don't really know what I'd sing. More, I, I like to get up and dance. First song that comes to mind is uh, Last Dance, Donna Summer. It's always the the one that I would request. I think 
if you have an opportunity to get up and dance, you always should. So, yeah, that's my song. Not not a karaoke, but still. Yeah. That brings us to the end. Thanks a million, lads. And uh, hopefully see you soon. Keep on hooping. Bye. Uh, how's it going, lads? Thanks for having us on. Craig McCarthy here. Long-time listener, first-time hotliner. And today I'm joined by... Emma Conan. Right, jocks off, straight into it, and away we go. Question number one. New season predictions. Who will finish the top three and the bottom two? My predictions for the top three are Rovers, Derry's and Pats. And down the bottom two, unfortunately, Drotada and UCD. Uh, I think Rovers, Derry and Dundalk are going to be the top three. And I agree with you, UCD and Drotada are going to be bottom two. Fair, fair enough. Um, question two: uh, Who will be Rovers Player of the Year? I'm gonna go with Rory Gaffney. Yeah, I'd say the same. Uh, top goal scorer again it's between Gaffney and Kenny, but I'm gonna give it to Gaffney just familiarity. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, top assistant maker gonna go with Jack Bourne, and breakthrough player will be probably gonna go for Neil Farouja. It's his time. I'd say Justin Farsai is gonna be breakthrough player. And then the. Most yellow cats will be for me definitely Lee Grace. I think it's gonna be Gary O'Neill. Question number three: Where will Denny Carey finish? I'm gonna give them a generous start. Beginners look. I'm gonna say mid table, probably around fifth or sixth in the fourth division. I'll give them fourth. <laughs> uh, will we draw them away in the cup? Uh, of course, I hope we do. It'll be a great trip down to Kerry. Bit yeah. of crack. Be grand, yeah. no, we, know that, we know that part very well. Yeah. Uh, will Gary O'Neill get a guard of honour? I think she get a statue, let alone. Best thing to come out of Kerry other than the road out of it. <laughs> um, which, who's going to be banjoed before Abbey Field on the Tiffany's bus? Well, I've never been on the Tiffany's bus for me since. No, neither have I. Here's great crack, but the brother-in-law has been, so I'm going to go and say Ryan Cullinan. Yeah, and Glenn. Starting 11 for the Sligo opener. This is a tough one. I'm going to go Manus, Grace, Lopez, Cleary, Verusia, Clark, O'Neill, Poom, Kenny, Gaffney and Bourne. Emmett? Um, I agree with you. Bar Kenny. I'm going to stick with the OG Berkey there. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. What is your favourite memory of a trip to the showgrounds? It has to be the, the forced away, well, air forced away trip back. Yeah. I know the lads did Finn Harps after the lockdown, but Sligo was air forced one back and to get the win with Gaffney scoring. It was just it was just special, emotional to be honest with you. Yeah, um off the pitch I'd say it has to be if anyone was there they'd know um the drive through on McDonald's that night it was a bit wild, uh group of young fellas behind us having an L rave in the car and of course I had to get the L horn going and flashing lights and everything and even the people in, in McDonald's themselves started. It was a bit of a wild one. I think we had a car lighter out the window and lighters <laughs> going. It was brilliant, it was in fairness. If you were there, you were there. Uh, number six, will you go to any of the Rovers women's games this season? I'm going to try to get to a few. Yeah, I definitely want to see them. We'll definitely have to have a look at them. Stop with everybody from everyone else. So have a decent squad, decent setup, and give them the support and give them the backing they deserve. Um, what's the next question there? Inspired by Pum's goal at Belfield. What is your favourite long-range strike? Uh, I've mulled this one over thousands of times. I think it has to be Bones' third goal against Dundalk and the 3-2 win just place erupted limbs everywhere emotions flying and for me it was just spectacular I'll go with Byrne as well but I'm going to give him the first and second goal in Waterford away in 2019 what absolute belters you can only choose one which one was better 
Oh, stop. I can't. I'd probably go for the, for the second one. Losing his balance and smashes it in. Yeah. Um, what's the next one after that? Valentine's. Jesus. Valentine's Day section. <laughs> if you're dating someone at the moment, do you do you have any interest in football in it? I have to say I do, yeah. Yeah, season. Dig a hold in there. What, the last few years? Yeah. Fourth home game was Bowles, wasn't it? Yeah. Got you hooked on that one. Mm-hmm. What is the most romantic thing you've ever done or has ever been done for you? I think dragging it around the Bernabeu on a four-year anniversary for the tour in Madrid is the most romantic thing. Nah, no, I'm only joking. Uh, do you want to take this one? <laughs> How fucking romantic. Um, I don't know, I can't really say you're too romantic, to be honest. Next! <laughs> Thanks very much. That's why we're here. Uh, karaoke it has to be, if we're sticking to the romantic team, it has to be a bit of wham, a bit of careless whisper. No. Make a sweet love to the microphone while singing it. Oh my god. You wouldn't get catch me on a microphone, but um, if I had to pick it, it'd probably be Hey Yeah by Outcast. Thanks for having us, lads. Um, keep on helping. So we have Al McCready, Harry Kenny, Connor Kenny, Connor Kelly, Rob Dunn, with Afric, Craig McCarthy, and Emma Cullinan. So couples who listen together, stay together. Couples who listen, yeah, Rob Dunn. I said domestic goal. Got to read the fine print. Come on, Rob. started yapping about European goals. Uh, I liked Harry Kenny's tip of yeah. Conan Noonan. That's a good choice. Because he was. we were raving about him. We were raving about him for a while. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of happened, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, Al McCready um, at one stage went full Winston because <laughs> I caught, my jaw dropped when he picked this goal. He picked John Giles against Cliftonville in the 1978 Tyler Cup. I'm nearly sure Winston gave that answer on a hotline question. I don't believe it. A couple it. of years ago, I swear to God. A, an array of different types of people on this yeah. this week's Tiffany's Hotline. I'm agreeing he's a great, great fella. Um, cut from the same cloth, mm. me and Al. Uh, Harry jo- Kenny. Joey and O'Brien's then, cousin, isn't he? He certainly is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a top, top fella. Harry Kenny prof. We've got Rovers Royalty. We've yeah. got ultra affiliates with Connor Kelly and, of course, Rob Dunn. And we've got mm. the couples, but we've more coming later on, prof. I want to hear Connor's I Got You Babe now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I want well, to hear them pipes. Prof, he's on the Tifties bus. <laughs> so he said we have to get him gargled. There you go. There's your banjo before Abbeyfield. And by the way, we I think it's a... What's the prize for banjo before Abbeyfield? Abbeyfield is Kerry now. It's, well, what's Sligo? Listen, ba- what was it? Banjo before Carrick. Carrick, yeah. Banjo before Carrick is... a The winner gets a bottle of Buckfast. So we're actually... It doesn't make any sense, really, because you're getting the more banjoed. Especially with Buckfast, but... <laughs> Right, more news. Anyway, we have offered a contract to Divin Isamala. Is this true? According to the examiner, I don't know. Right, so the examiner tells us Divin Isamala, a promising centre-back from St. Francis who impressed on trial against Waterford. He has interest from St. Pat's Derby County, according to the Irish examiner. Now, from what our Leinster Senior League correspondents say, he's a beast. An animal at the back. So mm. we're not sure. I've never seen him play, but our Leinster Senior League affiliates do say he is a fantastic centre-half and very, very good. So it'll be interesting. Our last signing from a team like that, Dean Carpenter and Dean Clark, wouldn't have been. Yeah, that was. They were from. Who did we sign them from? Collinstown. Collinstown, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, what happened was when we were up 2 or 3 1, they'd bring Dean Carpenter on and he'd just lift people out <laughs> for about 15 minutes. Yeah, Trevor Clark's brother, Darren, though. Uh, With Galway now. Is he? Yeah, signed for Galway. He wasn't good enough. No. <laughs> he wasn't. Let's move on. He got uh, sent off in Bray and that was the last we saw of him. 
So um, a replacement sign has been made in Rings End, marking the, the formation of this great club in 1899. The sign is in association with the Pride of Rings End and is particularly appropriate this year as we celebrate 100 years in the LOI and our first league win. Uh, brilliant, brilliant work by the Pride of Rings End and Robert Goggins in particular as well. Two fantastic Rovers institutions. So um, it's great to see them keep. And I have to say, lads, the Pride of Rings End, I was on uh, their Zoom call. Mm. For the AGM the other day, they are going from strength to strength. Which was our right. Yep. I was a proud POR member for eight days. You're still waiting on your minutes <laughs> from the meeting. Um, it was good brilliant. Point. It really was. Well run. Joe's getting in there with the figures. Ed giving a good speech. Staff's cousin. Uh, he talked for a bit. Um, brilliant. Really, really was. And Shocked to hear that. Their WhatsApp group was like 100 people plus in it, I think. I love how you thought it was just going to be eight people. Yeah, Stavros cousin. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely class. So listen, they're yeah. going from strength to strength, and they really are because it, let's be honest, it dwindled for a while. The whole mm. rings end sort of things. Now they're filling buses to go into every game. So strength to strength, fantastic. Big shout out, and of course Rob as well. So keeping the tradition alive and changing the sign to eighteen ninety nine. So maybe another five years we'll change it to eighteen ninety six when another bit of fucking literature comes out saying we were born yeah. then. Uh, it's Sligo Ticket Scramble. The mental mental Sligo Ticket Scramble. Draw is sold out already as well. Uh, so combined tickets that we got, 1,100. Combined time sold out, about a minute and 10. Mm. It's insane. So it's now Tuesday's recording here. How many tickets have we been offered so far? Uh, Didn't we have a little bet between ourselves? I can't remember what we said. Um, I think one of us said two, the other two. said three. It has been two. Has it been two so yeah, far? Um, two. I'm nearly sure. Oh, for some reason, I'm thinking two. I said under 2.5, didn't I? I think so. You said over. I think I guessed three just to just to make it like competitive. Yeah, absolutely, definitely um, two. Yeah, and we were and we were thinking like, what? what how? And how, how many is it so far? One or two? Two. Two. Yeah, definitely two. Yeah. Right. Gold us, like we said, but our, like yeah. I said, our, our uh, socials are still hopping. But if you do need one, let us know. If you have one, let us know. But uh, this is the prof's corner. Oh, no, if, no hey, just if you need one, do not let us know. Flood the ins. If you flood need the a inbox. ticket for Sligo. Do not <laughs> at us on any platform. We are getting flooded. Um, prof, it's your corner. It's the Lenses Senior Lenses League. Senior Cup. Well, the latest is uh, Bray defeated New Oak Boys of Carlo three 0 So we are away to Bray. In the quarterfinals of the Leinster Senior Cup, yet another trip to Seaside. Bill Gleeson is delighted. Yeah, the dart hoops he calls them. The dart hoops. He yeah. can't wait to go to Bray again. Which... Well, Bill. By the way, Bill Gleeson, who is, do you know the way the mafia used to run the numbers racket in the neighbourhoods all over New York, Boston place? Bill Gleeson runs the numbers racket in Fitzy's Pub in Sandy Cove, twice. Two Sundays in a row, he won over 150 quid in, in two rounds. He's running the numbers racket. The Bill Gleeson Mafia, the, the Borough Hoops, the Borough Mafia. This fella is swindling Fitzies. We need we need to Photoshop Bill uh, like dressed as Tony Soprano. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just out looking out with the 44. Uh, more or less for Senior Cup news. This uh, first saw this on Twitter between the sheds. Uh, and this absolutely floored me that they used the word breaking I oh, thought that was so funny I think it was in all caps as well breaking all caps Dundalk have been booted out of the Leinster Senior Cup 
for failing to fulfil their fourth round fixture against Shelburne. Well, I'm glad they're giving the, the respect it deserves, though. Breaking prof. news! It, it, you should be happy. <laughs> Fitter and McPhail, Prof. Collie and Maria Reynolds represented Rovers in the league launch at City Hall last week. So it was all go. Very, very good. Look, look the biz, all the teams, all the players there, all the managers. Very, very good. Very cool. Duff said Shells were the most improved team. Nobody finished better than them. He's ready. Mm-hmm. They won one of the last 13 league games. One. What a spoof. <laughs> I'm glad you're finally seeing it. If you're going to spoof, can you just get some stats right? I'm going to say they're going to really struggle. I really, really am. I, I think they're going to be poor. I really do think so. Uh, sorry, Joey. Um, Kerry FC sold out their first game. We spoke about that already <coughs> with Cove. And it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Kerry FC Ultra stickers going around all over Dublin as well. So They've just signed uh, Shane Guthrie. Uh, former hoop a real throwback to the 2006 first division team yeah former hoop jeez he must be first division team 17 years later I think he suffered a bad injury midway through the season be interesting to see yeah. how, uh, how many or how many Kerry natives start in their 11 new gaffer at Sacred Heart Amika Onwubiko he played in their B team in 2014 and he was playing for Kevin's when I was playing for Pats he was a year below and he was mm. fucking shit hot just this little skinny kid banging goals in for fun for Kevin's. Um, played for Bray, played for a couple of teams. Now he's got his own little coaching academy. And now he's a strike a hard gaffer. Wasn't there a really good article with him a couple of years ago? Some journal interviewed him about his career. It was fascinating. Yeah, he's been all over England and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, R.I.P. T.O. Dunn and League of Ireland legend. Uncle of Ireland defender Richie. Father of Tommy, ex-Rovers defender. So condolences to the whole uh, Dunn family. And we move on to Andy Lyons. Prof, he scored a great over Blackpool last week. He cut in on his left or his right foot, kind of like a top of the laces, <laughs> nearly outside of the foot. Blackpool fans are raving about him. Cracking finish, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Weren't some fans speculating about like how much he would move to like in, in the Premier League? Yeah, yeah. And then you just get the Euro signs in your eyes. <laughs> Imagine we got a cut of that before, you know, before Sligo got ending for Seamus Coleman, before Balls got ending for Ferguson. <laughs> Imagine we got a fee already for Lions. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, the hardest working podcast in the fucking country, Prof, is Tifties. Part-timers are back. LOI Central is back after a fucking four months off, Prof. Plus, they're not even giving out the beers. Four months. And drinking all the beers. James Lowe and Maloney still waiting on those beers. Tell you what, Tifties season. give their prizes. You may refuse them, <laughs> but Tifties give their prizes. We give some of our prizes. Yeah, absolutely. But if it hasn't, if it hasn't happened yet, if the thing that you're getting the prize for doesn't exist, therefore, I tried a couple of times to give James Lowe some sort of prize, yeah. and it didn't work out. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, so another one-one draw. And another goal for Jamie Thompson. The preseason friendly with Cliftonville and Belfast. So Jamie Thompson's looking absolutely shit hot in um, pre-season. Abby Larkin and Anya O'Gorman were the only home-based players called up to the Ireland women's team. Friendly versus China and Spain this month. So, Prof, do they have a chance of going to Australia? In the World Cup. Well, Anya O'Gorman has Anya to go. Anya O'Gorman has to go, yeah. I think I think Larkin is only... Young Abby Larkin, 17, rings in native. I think she's only recently getting calls up to yeah, the four national squad. So. She could be the next Ronaldo. 17 years of age at a World Cup. Mm. I was watching the Phenom last night. I was getting the, the shivers. <laughs> he didn't play a game the 94 World Cup, but he, um, he got a medal. Thierry Henry at 1998. I think he did play, but he was very young. 
He was nowhere near what he became. Uh, Blake Brothers prof, a top top Rovers family, um, sponsoring the Rovers women's team. So a big, big that's that's huge for them. That's really, really good. So delighted to have the Blake Brothers, and they've been sponsoring for for years anyway. So looks well on the shirt. It looks well, yeah, it really does. So big shout out to the Blake Bros. And a good day for the Earl under 17s as they defeated Hungry 1 0 and Ike Orazi and Naj Razi. Two Rovers combining. Brilliant, brilliant. It was standing Piece run. Of skill, yeah. Excellent. Standing stuff. run and a tidy finish, yeah, by Naj. Yeah, it was superb. So we have the SRFC Academy, the Roadstone Project. 2014's travelled up north to play Linfield what was a cracking game between the two teams. Afterwards, Linfield brought us to see their first team play Cliftonville. 1 0 win that ended up in. For uh, Linfield, so Cliftonville, bit of momentum behind them at the minute. Young Sean Moore up front, seventeen years of age, prof, and he's banging in goals. So Pat, Pat Toye be delighted. Robbers Linfield relations have improved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Considering he's a bit of a fanboy for um, Connolly, isn't it? Who's that guy for? David David Connolly, fellow scored goals for Northern Ireland. Jeffries. No, he's Jesus. gone. No, he's gone a long time. Your man who scored against Spain for Northern Ireland. Oh, David Healy. David Healy. There, there we go. go. There we go. So, well done. The five SRFC Academy players and me called up to the Under 16 squad for our doubleheader games against Switzerland and Spain next week. So, best of luck to the boys. And once again, the Roadstone Project is producing and bearing some fruit, prof. Our 2011 group will take part in the Robbie, uh, oh, the Robbie Keane Academy Cup at Crumlin in April. That's a big one, yeah. They always get loads of people down for that. And Glemelore, prof. This is a big one. Glenmore were away to a Livorno Carpenter, Carpenters down side in the cup. So here's Tommy Kelly with an update. Yeah, another one 0 win against uh, Livorno Carpenters Town. We beat them one 0 if you reach out the league. That was the second round of the cup today. We played us off the pitch for most of the first the first time we played them. They battled harder than us. They were forced to all fucking second balls. They, they were harder in the challenge. So we knew today we had to step up to that and fucking be right in their faces if we were to get out and out again. To be fair, the first half we were, we were fucking all over them. Um, Colin Seary hit a free kick from about 30 yards to keep us spilled into the net. Uh, it was kind of even after that up until half time and then we literally sat back. I don't know why, we couldn't string fucking two passes together for the whole 45 minutes. And they were, didn't really create too many clear cut chances but John Gibbons, our goalkeeper, had to pull us out of fucking, pull us out of trouble a couple of times. Uh, and then saved the panel with about a minute in the seventh minute of injury time he saved the panel so we're through to the next round of the cup and that should give us confidence going forward now the second half of the league we're right in there with a fucking chance of winning the league as well yeah so Tommy Kelly the kids playing Space Invaders in the back <laughs> the beeping <Girl. laughs> looks in props face <sighs> Oh man! I think Tommy is trying to break some sort of record here for most background noise in a voice note. Just if, mayhem in if, the back of the van. If there's some award for that, I don't know why there would be, but just give it to him now. He wins. Well, big shout out to Glamour. They are flying, flying, and that's a huge win. John Gibbons, ninety-seven minute save. The referee. I'm hearing bad things. I'm here. I won't repeat some of the quotes, but I'm hearing bad things about this ref. Um. But yeah, superb 1-0 win. And they're true to the next round in uh, whatever cup it is. I hope... Uh, what cup? We won a shield in a cup. I can't remember the name of them. But uh, still vivid memories of it. And they're they're starting to emulate the great Glenmalore that was years ago, Prof. But we're only going to the quiz now. And it is going to go two minutes. This go. is the Alamanis quiz. Uh, I've no idea why it says Alamanis in the name. 
Is it? But, is uh, it not? Well, do you know Alan Manis? No, no, it's not. Uh, but I forgot to tell you last week, by the way, you finished that quiz like comfortably 20, 25 seconds to spare. Ooh. So maybe, well, for humorous reasons, do panic like you normally do, but chillax a little bit. I wasn't watching the clock. Yeah. I wasn't watching it. I'll show you the clock at the one minute point. Right, so you, get an idea. you ready? Go, let's go. Michael O'Neill's first competitive game in charge of the club was the 20, 2009 league opener against which team? Is this, are you tricking me here, Pops? Let go. Oh, what, wait, hold on. <laughs> oh, the first home game was, you fucking did. Rovers, it was a nil all in Bray. Rovers won three FAI Cups in the 19th, terrible start. One Rovers won three FAI Cups in the 1980s. How many did they win in the 70s? Zero. 70s was barren. One, three, zero, two, zero. Barren, yes. No, one. One, one in the 70s. One hundred Giles. How many FA... Oh, 78. How many FAI Cups did Rovers win in the 60s? Six, eight, seven, nine. They won six in a row. Did they win more though? Judging your face. Oh, I'll go seven. <laughs> yes, I knew it was a trick. Don't look at my face anymore. Who scored Rovers <laughs> opening goal in the 2-1 first leg win at home to Apollon Limassol? 2019 Europa League competition. Gary O'Neill, Roberto Lobos, Lee Grace, Dan, Carr. Mm, um, two headers. Two headers. Uh, Lopez, then Grace. No, Grace, then Lopez. One of the four team is who's the oldest? Gary O'Neill, Sean Covenant, Graham Bork, Sean Hoare. You heard this in the quiz. I heard this. I know I'm after forgetting. So this <laughs> one doesn't matter. No, I actually picked Sean Hoare, but it's Bork. Yeah, now that counts, prof. Who was Colin O'Neill's first signing for the New Rover senior women's team? Ooh. 44 seconds left. Abby Larkin, seven seconds. Oh, Maria Reynolds. No. Oh, I've missed it. <laughs> Maria Reynolds, no, Anya O'Gorman, I should have known it was his marquee sign. Which player scored a free kick against Sligo Rovers? First game, 2016, Showgrounds. Mikey Drennan, Brandon Mealy, Gary McCabe. Gary McCabe against his old team. No, Brandon Mealy. Why did Aaron Green, uh, what did Aaron Green eat? Your chips! Uh, Rovers won the 1998 FAI Super Cup at which venue? Talca Park, Tornish Cross, Martin Stadium, RDS. 98, no, ooh, uh, Park. Oh, Martin Stadium. You're actually oh, right. there's one more! Who was the most goals in the Rovers career out of these players? 38. Carl Shepard, Billy Denny. Eight Dennehy, seconds. Aaron Green, Aaron Gaffey, uh, Billy Denny. No. Aaron <laughs> Green. Aaron Green. Three. Well, I'll give you the good news. You actually got four. Because I fucked up with the uh, Super Cup question. I meant to ask where was it hosted as in the semi-finals of the four teams. Okay. And that was Martin. Hold but, on, let me read the last one. Who was actually, the most we goals? We actually won the final in Talca Park. So just That's amazing. a great question. Who was the most goals in the Rovers career out of these players? With Tortier, Shep, Billy, read, Green. Read, read the last question slowly there. Who has the most goals in the Rovers career out of all these players? Tortier goals. Gaff, Greener, Dennehy and Shepard. That is a very hard question. Very, very hard question. It could have been any of them. Billy, Billy. Like, you could pick any of them for different reasons. <sighs> great show. Like you might pick Gaffney because he's scored a lot of goals the last couple of seasons. Yeah. You might pick Shepard. He was a striker with us for a few seasons. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Great I figure question. most people would guess Dennehy there though. Tricky bastard as usual. Yeah. Um, yeah, so next up, Prof, it's the Tifty's Hotline, part two. Yellow. How are you? Prof, how are you, Gary? Thanks for the invite onto the podcast. This is uh, this is uh, Rob Lavelle here. This is Laura here. Uh, predictions for this season. I think Rovers are going to win the league. I think uh, Dario pushes all the way, but hopefully we win it comfortably in the end. Uh, the rest of the league couldn't really give a shit. 
player the uh, Gaffney player of the year. I think Gaffney you top scorer again. Hopefully we need his goals this season. Top assist. Oh. Um, probably Jack Gold, Jack Bourne. I don't know too much about Poom, so it could be him. Uh, breakthrough season, I think it'd be Nugent. Yellow cards, most yellow cards, I think Trevor Clark. Uh, I think Kerry, I think Kerry will finish uh, at mid-table. It's going to be a tough one for them. We have Galway and Waterford in that, that league this season. Both are looking very good. Um Oh yeah, it'd be great to get Dick Kerry in the league. Uh, nice away trip down there, Laura's friend owns a pub not far from the ground. So, so we can all go there before the game and after the game as well. He likes a uh, he likes to uh, lock in. Um, no, I don't think don't think Kerry will give Gary O'Neill a card of honour. No, uh, Banjo before Abbey fail of Torna has to have to Torna, won't it? He's a gas man on the drink he is. Um, my best no, my starting 11 for Saturday I'd go Manus and Gold Peak on Clearly in the middle Clark and Fruit each side then I'll go midfield I'll be uh, Bourne O'Neill, Finn Tell and then uh, Kenny and Gaffney up front I'm looking forward to see what the partnership be like this season with Kenny playing off Gaffney hopefully the two of them get a good few goals this season Um best trip down in Sligo probably the 3-2 win before lockdown um, the display we done on the on before that the pyro display before that was class as well I think that was we were all wearing the pyro seats pyro suits um, yeah I was just down in Sligo once in 2019 it's a nil game it was near the end of the season I think and Robert brought me into the pub I was not home and he brought me into the pub and he introduced me to the lads as Orla. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was I think, I think it was James Law and Carl Hans. I introduced as Laura. Even they even they uh, corrected me. And then uh, oh yeah, that trip as well. There was a certain uh, Rovers Rovers uh, who uh, lady that um, I won't say her name. She had pink hair at the time. Was getting Laura to sneak hands into the ground for her as well. Um, the women's team. Women's games, I'll try and get over to a few the games like against Bowles or Shells. It'd be hard for me to even get over to the men's men's uh, season as it is with um, the men's games with the baby on the way. Favorite goal oh, it has to be Jack Bourne's goal against Dundalk, a three-two win. It was so important that game that it was kind of the turning point that we were we overtook Dundalk then at the time. Uh, oh, most of oh, Laura, sorry, Laura, have you? Uh, I, I have a bit of interest in football, but just for Shamrock Rovers mainly. <laughs> no, that's it. When I'm watching Roma or United, Laura just just switches off because on her phone or something. She's no interest in them. Just only Rovers. Um, Valentine's Day. Oh, have I got? What's the most romantic thing I've done for Laura? Probably I only met Laura two or three times here in Ireland, and we only went two or three dates, and then she went back home to Chicago, and then I followed her over a couple of months later just to tell her I love her. And then she's decided that she come home later on that year. Laura, what's the most romantic thing? The most romantic thing I did was come home. <laughs> come home. <laughs> yeah, the most romantic thing Laura done was come life. home. Yeah, she gave up a good life in America for me. Um, karaoke? No, no, not me. I'm, I'm not a singer. I never got up on stage. You'd have to really, really get me drunk to get me up on stage. Laura, what's your karaoke song? Oh, Green and Red and Mayo. 
Oh God, <laughs> I, I believe and I hate that song. And no, I'll never sing that on a Rovers night out. Bro, you think that's it? Uh, thanks, lads, and see you on Saturday. See. How is lads? Leighton Doyle here. Thanks for inviting me onto the hotline again. Um, who will finish top three? Rovers will win the leg, four in a row, bring it on. I think Derry will finish second, no doubt about that. And uh, I think Dundalk will just be Pats the tour. UCD will finish rock bottom. It's actually, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I looked at Paddy Power there a few weeks ago when they were evens to finish bottom, which was fucking free money, if you ask me. So, uh, Dratted, I think, will be in the uh, relegation playoff position. Um, player of the year will be Jack, I think. Well, if Pico stays injury free, he'd give him a run for his money because he was brilliant until he got injured last year. But uh, now I think Jack owes us a good, better season this year, and uh, please God, he's uh, back to his best, and we see it. So uh, he'll definitely take the assists as well. Sure, he only played half the season last year, and he had the most assists in the league. So that says a lot about Jack. Uh, top goal scorer, if he gets a run, will be Johnny Kenny. Hopefully, I still don't think we have a twenty goal or a plus scorer in the team. But again, the way we play, I think we all know we're we're not really going to get one of them style players. So uh, yeah, Johnny Kenny. So player to watch. Everybody seems to be uh, excited about this poem, lad. So. I don't know, we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, he looks alright. He looks a bit of a box-to-box player, so something we've missed since uh, McInef left us. I don't think Richie Towell has really uh, stood up to the plate on that front. Looking forward to seeing a bit more uh, game time for Gideon Tetzet as well. He's all reports. Uh, he's very exciting to watch and hopefully uh, comes off the bench a few times and gets the uh, Tallis Stadium going, you know. Most yellow cards, I think, will be... Trevor Clark, I'd say. Yeah, he likes to no kick Trevor, doesn't he? Even last night, he was on 10 ice after that yellow card. There was a couple of boots he put in there. Maybe another ref would have sent him off, you know? How will Kerry get on in the fourth division? No, I think they'll struggle. New team, yeah. I think uh, maybe the bottom two. Um, would we get, like to get them in the cup? I'd love to get them in the cup. It'd be a great trip, yeah, down to Tralee. Um, I don't think they'd give Billy Dennehy a guard of honour because them ticks fucking old Muldoons, they'd forget. We even won the league, you know, so. Um, who would be drunk first and it's hails from the East End bus? So I wouldn't say Ozzy Nate has been that far down that part of the country, has he? So we'll give it to him and the Jungle Juice maybe, you know, so Ozzy Nate, yeah. Um, Sligo, first at 11. Um, well, if you were injury-free, first at 11 would be Manus Lopez, Hor, Cleary, uh, Gary O'Neill, Jack, Filler on the right. Uh, John Kavanagh hasn't really stood up so far. on the left for me. And uh, Borky behind Gaffney. But with the injuries we seem to have, hopefully Big Al is all right because I think we are all uh, nearly once we see Leon Pauls in that team, unfortunately for the lad, he's just like your heart's in your mouth when you see the fucking lineup, never mind him playing. And the goal last night just summed it up, didn't it? Jesus Christ, like... Actually, there's a little story about Leon. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. I think it was when we were in Norway, but the squad had flown over. And I got a phone call. I think somebody in, like, McFell or somebody knew I was travelling over that night on my own. And um, the fucking... Leon Pauls had left his passport. I lost his passport somewhere. So I was arriving in the airport. I went up to the airport's police and airport security and gave them his name in and they were looking for a but. Lo and behold, after an hour of fucking rigmarole and ringing up and stuff, we got his passport, found his passport, so got it back to him. So, Leon's uh, time at the club could have been short-lived there and if I hadn't uh, fucking found his passport. So, it's all my fault, lads and lassies, it's all my fault. But, uh, 
No, I think we have a good few injuries. So down in Sligo this week, I think the team will be big Alan Goal, Lopez, clearly, Lee Grace. I think Poom will play, Bort and Clark on the wings with um, Dylan Watts, Jack Bourne, Borky and Johnny Kenny to score a winner. Please God, be great. So yeah, looking forward to that. Now, uh, trips to Sligo. Uh, memories of Sligo. I've loads of good memories of Sligo. Actually, I used to really enjoy it a lot more than I do now. So I would have put Sligo up on a par with uh, going to Galway or Valley Buffet because uh, they really were welcoming and got on great. Good football town. You'd, you know, you go to Mooney's before and after the match and stay overnight. You'd have to crack with a few locals and talking away and sharing stories or whatever else. But um, I don't know where it came from, really. Maybe with their recent success. Um, they kind of forged this rivalry, didn't they? And then it turned a bit nasty down there, and just fucking a lot of shit. You just you don't look forward to going the way you used to anyway, because I used to enjoy an old uh, trip down there as you would with Bally Buffet and Galway. But uh, that seems to have gone recent years anyway. So, but come here, that's everywhere we go now, isn't it? It's just people can't stand Rovers without being successful. So now with the the train and pending four in a row, that uh, that bit of extra hatred is there in the away trips, but. We always say bring it on. No one likes us, we don't care. Well. But um, the women's football, will I go to any of the games? Um, I won't, no, no, no. As much as uh, Tal has been great for the, you know, the women's football, kind of a home for the national team and seems to be coming on and you can clearly see the skill and the improvement on the outfield players anyway, but uh, I just got to sound really sexist I know, but uh, I just, every time I watch women's football, the goalkeepers can't fucking jump. Like, and that's across all aspects of the game. I don't know what the fuck it is. Fucking salute your goalkeepers or something. But, uh, sorry girls, but the goalkeepers can't jump. And no, I won't be going to see any of the games. Um, Long range goals. Uh, what ones have I seen live? Let me think. That's Borky from the halfway line in Derry a few years ago. That was a fucking cracker. I remember, uh, remember an OG down in Cork years ago. I think it was Alan Bennett. Was he scored from the halfway line. Another long one. Oh no, actually, Jesus, I remember uh, Jason McGuinness scored an absolute one. Thunder Bastard, as they called him now, in uh, I think it was the FAA Cup, but I definitely know it was out in Santry. It was about fucking 40 yards, and uh, it was some shit to him. I think it was Dublin Bus or somebody like that, but uh, yeah, no, Jason McGuinness, that was a cracker. Belter of a goal. Um, the other half, Valentine's Day. Uh, well, my wife has no choice but to like football. Because uh, I watch it twenty four seven here in the house, and obviously Rovers home and away. But uh, ah, she goes to the other way overnight or that. You know, a place she hasn't been before, so I treat her, bring her down for an overnight or the odd European home game. I'll bring her up to. But uh, you know, fucking romantic, which is ever fuck off. What's this fucking silly black? Fuck's sake, lads! You're gonna lose a few listeners with this fucking show. So I'll pass on that fucking question. Um, karaoke song. Ah, that's an easy one, yeah. Uh, little respect by Eraser, and uh, proud to say I'm the uh, original Little Respect singer that brought it to the club. So I can't remember where I first sang it. I think we sang it in a pub in Rome, maybe on a, a trip with Rovers, like. But uh, I definitely sang it in Tel Aviv after we won that, and it kind of took off from there. But um, yeah, I just I still don't think that fucking high high note bit uh, sounds too good in the. Uh, terraces but uh, anyway that's that's my uh, go-to song and uh, i'm glad it's made it to rovers so uh, thanks for having me lads and uh, look forward to the new season happy valentine's day if that's the one year's around that here but uh, yeah 
Bring it on, lads. Here's the four in a row. Keep on hooping. Thanks. Hi, Gary and Prof. Uh, Bren Murray here. Thanks very much for having me on the pod. Um, so, new season predictions. Um, so, top three. First of all, I think Rovers will win it. I think Derry will run us close this year, but hopefully our, the depth in our squad will see us through. I think Dundalk will probably nick third. Um, so, the bottom two, I think, will be Drogheda and UCD. Um, so, who will be Rovers Player of the Year? I think Pico Lopez will be Player of the Year. I think he's come on so much the last few years um, with all the international experience, I think, really stands to him. So, hopefully, he'll keep it going this year. Um, top goal scorer, I'm going to say John Kenny. He looked really sharp the other night, he looked really quick. So, hopefully, he can get loads of goals for us this year. Um, top assist maker, I'm going to go with Jack Byrne. Um, I think if he can stay injury free, he could have a great, great season. Um, hopefully, get back to kind of the 2019 levels. Um, which player will have a player will have a breakthrough season and one to watch. So um, I actually think some of our under 16s saw some highlights from the Ireland match during the week. Um, um, Arazzi and Naz Raji uh, linking up. Um, Arazzi in particular looks really quick and looks really good. So. Hopefully, though, they can break into the team from the academy, um, like others have done in the in the last few years. I um, heard Shane Keegan on Off the Ball with guards actually raving about our academy talent as well. So um, hopefully there'll be plenty coming through. Um, so who will receive the most yellow cards? I'd say Trev Clark. Um, I saw his tackle um, against Derry on Friday night, cleaned someone out. Uh, reminded me a bit of his tackle against Dundalk. I think it was John Mountney. He nearly sent him up into the suite. Um, so that's cir- circulating on social media again in the last uh, few weeks. So, um, yeah, I'd say Trev probably get the most yellows. Definitely uh, hasn't forgotten how to tackle. Um, so where will Billy Dennehy's carry finish? Um, I've no idea, really. Um, I see, I follow him on Twitter and I see, see their signings, but not quite sure. Um, don't know the players particularly well. Um, I'd say it's tough down there where they're so GAA mad. Um, but yeah, no idea where they'll finish. But don't think they'll be fine. Might take them a while to, to get going. Um, prefer starting eleven for Sligo, so I'm gonna go for three five two. Uh, Madison goal. Um, Pico Grace and Cleary. Um, at the back. Um, Hoare obviously great player, but so he was injured on Friday, so just give him a bit of extra rest. Um, left fullback Trev, Trev Clark, then Gannon right back. Um, so in midfield then O'Neill, Watts and Byrne, and then Gaffney and Berkey up front. So leaving John Kenny on the bench to come on the last 15 minutes and score the winner um, against his old team. So favourite memory of a trip to showgrounds? Um, I actually haven't been hasn't been good memories of uh, when I've been up there. Um, I think they were our bogey team for a while there, but um, my favourite match against them um, was in 2020 when um, McAniff scored, I think it was like the 75th minute or so, uh, it was one all, and then Greener got a goal then towards the end, and uh, that's the match he was eating chips on the sideline when they were thrown at him, but um, I think they were kind of a bit of a bogey team for us up until that point, and then winning that match, it was just after we'd beaten Bowes in the lash and rain, uh, where Greener scored the last minute winner, so... I think it was crucial to get that monkey off our back and obviously went on to have a unbeaten season. Um, will I go to any of the women's games? Yes, definitely trying to get to a few. Um, great to see the international team do, doing so well. Um, and yeah, I think it's brilliant that Rovers have a, a women's team in the, the Premier Division now. Very exciting to see all the signings that we've made. 
um, between the women's um, in the academy and the the boys' academy teams um, and the men's and women's senior teams. It's great that we've so many kind of teams to follow now, competing, all competing and doing really well. Um, it's a pity we don't have the men's first division team anymore. That was, that was great to get the academy players coming through, but um, we have plenty of matches to, to follow and keep an eye on during the season. Um, so, favourite long-range effort? Um, I would say what springs to mind is 2019 away to Waterford. Jack Byrne got two in the top corner pretty much in the first 25 minutes, which uh, set the match up for us. So, um, yeah, they, they're the ones that kind of stick stick in mind. I do remember Davey Mack had a long-range corker as well years ago, but can't remember who that was against, just in the back of my mind. Um so valentine's day and um, does she have any interest in football yes definitely some interest Um, she has live score on the phone anyway and follows the matches Um, if i'm not with her um, she enjoys the big games she enjoyed the cup final in 2019 Um, she was at she has been to daily mount in the away section and definitely didn't enjoy that but um yeah definitely a passing interest i'd say most romantic thing i've ever done um we're going. We're just planning a trip to South Africa now for our honeymoon in November. So I'd say that will be it. Um, then last one, so the karaoke. Uh, definitely can't sing any of these songs, but my favourite Rover songs. I used to like when Darren Dillon played the Foggy Dew, um, by Sinead O'Connor and the Chieftains. Uh, when the players were warming up, that was great, and I didn't realise they had it played it on the bus as well just heard a couple of weeks ago that that was a big moment for him when they were approaching away away ground so um yeah definitely good rover song for the players um and then i do like hold me close by david essex which reminds me of the 2019 just after we won the cup final i was on in spain on holidays and just that uh, reminds me of that so that's probably my one of my other favorite rover songs so that's all uh thanks for having me on um Look forward to the season and great job um, with the pod. So uh, keep it going. I'll chat to you soon. Okay, let's give this a go. Uh, Andy Newman um, answering a couple of questions here for Tales from the East End. Okay, number one, um, new season predictions. Um, top three, I'm obviously Rovers uh, top. I can't see us slipping up. Um, but I think we're with a couple of years more of a run. Uh, ahead of us top three is difficult i'm looking at pats derry and dundalk to be a potential top four um i'm not sure what pecking order that'll be I, think, I just have a good feeling about pats this season as well i think they i think they, they they're starting to look all right um i've seen one or two pre-season games uh with them um bottom two ucd uh doing another yo-yo Unfortunately, that's where they they are, uh, and I think Drottle. I'm not sure exactly what 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 he's brought in, but I'm not going to use today in Drottle. Bottom two. Uh, players of the the year, top goal scorer. Got good reports about Rory Gaffney the other day uh, in the Lancer Senior Cup. He was one of probably two senior players playing, so which which is telling me he wants to play. Um, always a good sign. Top assist maker. Uh, you can't look beyond Jack Bourne. I know we've got Graham Bork and Richie Towell and we've got some creative players in there, Dylan Watts, but uh, you can't look beyond Jack. Um, breakthrough season one to watch. Um, 
again, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Jack finds his form and just as injury free. I think that's what sort of broke him down last season. Um, I remember I, I actually bumped into him in town uh, one of the afternoons and he was on his way to England to have a look at uh, getting his own physio to try sort out what was going on. So again, I think he's, he's definitely, he definitely wants to get himself back to where he was. Uh, and a player his ability doing that will only mean great things for for Rovers and Rovers fans. Haven't seen much of the um, pre-season, the new signing, so I'm going to just leave the jury out on that. I'm sure some of the lads from the, the old points mafia that I sit with um, will tell me before uh, I make up my own mind, so I'll leave that with that. Most yellow cards has to be Pico. Um, he's, just, he's, just, he's just that presence back there that... I think every time he goes in the challenge, I think the referee's expectation is that he's going to hurt somebody. So, um, I, I have to go with Pico on that. Um, Billy Dennehy's Kerry. Uh, it's a forced time in. I'm, I'm hoping they, they stabilise. He's sort of mid-table finish. There's a couple of good teams in the fourth division. Um, I know... James Kelly's had taken over down on Wexford. Uh, only just Brian Kelly in room. They, they've got a couple of pre-season results there that have raised a few eyebrows. So I think Kerry coming in, they're going to have that feel-good factor. Hopefully they get the crowds down there. Um, it'd be a good place to go for an FEI Cup uh, draw if, if Rovers get them. Uh, it's a long old journey. I'm sure the, the bus will be on, on wings going down. So yeah, I've never been down there. So... Um, for any sort of football occasion, whether it's a skill boy. So, yeah, I don't know. Kerry's just is, is a guy, uh, county. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Preferred starting 11 for the opener against Sligo. Um, I have this down here now because I'll probably leave someone out. Manus, uh, Hoar, Pico and Cleary. Uh, Ferrugia, Gary O'Neill, Jack, uh, Richie, Board and Gaffney and Kenny have uh, gone with them. There's been a bit of assistance, a bit of debate in the office about it, but I think that's the... And I, I mean, Graham Bork probably could, could start as well in there if, if he was right, but just think him and Jack. Uh, yeah, they're two, they're two great players, but just Richie just adds that little bit of, of more of an engine. And yeah, that's well. Anyway, there's a controversy in the office, um, but I'm the one being asked the question, so I'm giving the answers. Um, what's your favourite memory of a trip to showgrounds on and off the pitch? Off the pitch, not so much. Uh, on the pitch, I just used to play. How come I played against Sligo? Uh, I, think I scored an own goal. I don't. I think that was for UCD. I scored an own goal. I think I scored a goal when I played down there. I'm not dropping in the clubs I'm pl- I played for, by the way. But me, me memory that stands out was. I'm pretty sure it was for Cove and Dave Hill. If anybody can remember Dave Hill, he was hard as fucking nails. Uh, yeah, there was a there was a tackle I went in. He 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 bollocked me over, uh, for for something. But Dave didn't take much to. He didn't need to give him much. He always had a go at you. And something had happened, and I went in and put my hands up. I went in to absolutely do a fella. And whatever way I turned into the tackle, he sort of avoided but landed on me. So I ended up getting a straight red for the tackle and walking off the pitch, absolutely smashed up three broken ribs in a heap, getting built by the stand. So I remember sitting in the dressing room wondering why the hell I needed hospital treatment and I got the red card. Well, anyway, that's you go. 
Um, Rovers women's games. Um, yeah, if if I'm if I'm passing, boy, hundred uh, percent. Why not? Uh, it's it, women's football's on the rise, so yeah, why not? Um, inspired by Boom's goal in Belfield, what's your favourite long range strike? Unfortunately, my my strike that sticks out is Brandon Miles against Bluebell when I was the manager of Bluebell, and Brandon decided that'd be the night that he picks up his first hat trick for for over. So. He scored a goal against Andy McNulty and Andy probably was definitely one of the best. Uh, he was the best striker in intermediate. Oh, sorry, striker, goalkeeper in uh, intermediate football for a long time. And Brandy just hit this knuckle ball. It's just sort of, Andy didn't even move and from a distance. Uh, Valentine's Day section. If you're dating someone at the moment, does your other half? I was lucky enough that um, my other half is my wife, and. It's not air hole courting days, and I am that old, I'm going to say courting, but yeah, you travel all over the country, so massive interest in football, and every weekend we're on someone's sideline, one of the kids now. Okay, the most romantic thing I've ever done, and there's a good football twist in, in this, I was playing for Dublin City 2003, and we were doing really well in the league, and I was supposed to be best man for a mate of mine's wedding and three or four weeks beforehand the wedding day had clashed on a saturday night with whoever we were playing in my hall so i said to me mate can't do it uh can't miss the game so had to step down as best man got deducted down to being groomsman so that was all that was all fine at the time Tokyo o'connor was the captain of the dublin city and Tucky's also a jeweler little uh, plug there for Tucky. if anybody needs anything done he's your man so basically picked out a ring, asked Hockey to make it. Uh, and that was all that was all planned for that weekend. So went to the, the wedding that morning. Whatever these groundsmen that stood around looked absolutely fantastic. Uh, made our way down to can't remember the name right now, something like that. Down not not right now, somewhere down in Carlo. Anyway. So, but on the way down, uh, Sandy was in the car with me, me, me wife, uh, then girlfriend, and I literally talked wedding down, no interest in it, blah, blah, blah. And of course, she just politely, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely had a opposite way completely, no chance on getting married, blah, blah, blah. So we went, booked into the hotel, straight into my Dublin City tracksuit, straight back to Whitehall, played the game, we won the game 1-0, didn't score, but won the game 1-0, got the ring off hockey, headed back to the afters of, of the, missed the speeches, missed the mail, missed everything, right, didn't care, football, football's always the winner. So I got back, I up the next morning, back home, dropped Sandy home, and the minute I dropped her home, I flew out towards, it was Loch Tay out in Wicklow, and set everything up, right, everything was uh, was there, I'll tell you about that in a minute. So I picked her up, so mom we go on the drive, we went up in the drive and walked down towards the lake and I said stroll, clear the head. I was fresh to Daisy, she was probably doing a hangover. She'll kill me for that. So uh so that is a nice little spot, we sit down here and then in the stream walking going into the lake, I had planted a bottle of champagne, I had planted another uh cooler with strawberries and stuff like that, pulled her all out, and then in the box there was a little jewellery box that I had planted in the tree. And I pointed up at that, and there was a little poem that I had wrote. And it basically, it finished off, the last line wasn't on the poem. And she turned around, I was there with the ring out. Uh, and as was married, man, we got married. So, yeah, that was the thing. She broke down floods of tears. Uh, she's cried ever since, that fact that she said, yeah, but 
no, that was the probably the most romantic thing I've ever done. Uh, and football was involved. So there you go. And Ed Sol's go to karaoke song. Well, I tell you, I'd, love is in the air. I didn't think Ed had that in his locker. Um, I'll never go up on stage if Ed Sol's up on up on stage uh, before or after. I, I just wouldn't do it. But if I was, but if I was on my own and 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 I was in the shower and I was singing a song, I'd, I'd go out walking in Memphis. That'll do me. Uh, yeah, today's go. Good to chat. See you. Bye, 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 bye. Right, so Prof, that was Rob Lavelle, Leighton Doyle, Brendan Murray and Andy Noonan. And Rob Lavelle and Laura as well. Well, Laura briefly. Briefly yeah. involved there. Yeah. Leighton Doyle, of course, as honest as ever. Brendan Murray. Former CEO. Former Robert. CEO. You don't know what's going to happen on TV. Season ticket holder. Anybody can pop up. And uh, Blue Bell, um, Stalbert, Andy Noonan. Andy Noonan, big fan of Tales from the East End. He tells, oh, I, fucking you, fucking mug. <laughs> fucking thing is back. What's his name? Um, yeah, so prop up next. Some romantic story as well. Yeah. By, by Andy Noonan. Uh, um, absolutely never happened. <laughs> Don't be lying, Andy. Capital NH. Uh, Layden Doyle uh, will definitely be in trouble with the women oh. after after they hear that. <laughs> uh, women can't jump. That, that should be like a film <laughs> with Woody Harrelson. Yeah, uh, I love that he he mentioned the McGuinness Thunderbastard from 2005. Yeah, McGuinness Thunderbastard. I don't know if I've five ever seen it on YouTube. No, I've never seen it either. I feel like, yeah, it's always one I wanted to see. And the originator of uh, Erasure, a little respect. He got I remember going. him telling me this in Sweden and then growing in Jagerin. Mm. And he, he heard it and I could just see his eyes light up. And he's like, no, we're officially in Europe. We're officially in Europe. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, I like I this. I, Always, whenever I hear it, I just think of him. Yeah, and I've heard Farky be on the opposite side of that camp. He hates that song being sung at games. Uh, yeah, I can understand the, yeah. the the high notes. But yeah, no, that was the lads and Prof. And uh, just Rob and Laura there, like you said, Laura chipped in a little bit. Uh, apologies, it may have been hard to hear at times. The, the pub she chose, or the song she chose at the end was the green and red of mayo because uh, that's where Laura's from mayo so that'll be her karaoke song rumours are there's videos of Lavelle singing this in shanty pubs down in the arse of mayo they shall emerge soon um, yeah so Stan Levens and predictions <laughs> very very tough prof um, I've scribbled out I'm, midfield is where I'm struggling but I'm going to go Manus Pico Grace Cleary because of Hor being uh, he, I don't think he's, he's match fit Cavo's out so I'm going to go Ferruja on the right and I'm going to go Clark on the left I think we need to go at these I think we need to go out and set the I know I talk about Finn having to start and things like that but I'm going to go I'm going to go Clark and Ferruja but then again that's that's us going all out blowing mm-hmm. our being straight away to Wide players. I'm gonna go for it anyway. You could say is it blowing our beans or is that most people's it. preferred? Yeah, possibly so. Yeah, wing backs. I'm gonna go Gary O'Neill, of course, and I've been scribbling out Poom and Tell here for the last ten minutes. Oh, I definitely want to start Poom. I like the look of Poom, but I want Tell to have a good season. Do you know what I mean? I want them. Mm. I'm urging them on, but I want Poom because that left foot looks like it's fucking like a wand. So I'm going with that. I'm gonna go Gaff Bork and Bourne. I want Bork, I'm willing them on again, once again, I want them to have a good season, and I think those two together, Bork and Bourne, when they do play, <coughs> and they play well, working off Gaff, if he is fully fit, the two of them working off Gaff, with Gary O'Neill and Poon pulling the strings behind them, I think it's going to be fantastic. I think we have the same team here. I possibly um, do, Prof. 
if Kenny but look uh, at our little subs here like you've got Watts Tell I put Poom there because I wasn't sure well you haven't put Kenny on the Kenny bench Kenny is on the bench I'm not starting Kenny but if Gaffney and Kenny were to start where what does that look like you play two up top and then you're going to probably push Jack on to play him mm. behind them but I'm not starting Kenny purely because this has got it written all over it for him to start to not play well to come off at 60 minutes it's just one of those things that's embedded in me but I'm dreaming about this nightmares <laughs> I don't think he should start I don't know why it's just there it's personal opinion I you don't know why I could be proven wrong you don't want this leagues to get one over the dirty oh, shams it's not even that it's not even that I just it feels like something oh, I don't know it's just an ominous feeling in the pit of me cool. but listen well that yeah I agree with your 11 um, and we're leaving out some good players we really are we really are leaving out some good players it's not like it's it's a tough one it's so tough to call um, I think I'm going to go for my predictions actually you left out Burt didn't you Burt yeah I didn't play him I didn't start him Burt plays for me hang on I might have to rethink of this yeah Burt plays for me though it's I think <sighs> right now one change. No. I haven't seen enough of Bird from the justify starting place Bur- for me. Bird instead of Burke for me. Oh, yeah, that's my change. But at least either way, they're good subs. So, um, what's your what's your uh, prediction? I'm gonna go a tight one nil. <sighs> Kenny to score off the bench. I, ooh, yeah. I just feel starting them could be possibly too much. I'm gonna say Kenny to come off the bench and score as well. Yeah, just for the crack. But I think it's gonna be a tight one. I'm saying a one 0 draw. Late one. One nil. Rocking down Jinx Avenue, kicking in doors. No, but that's that's our starting levels of predictions. Um, so I go sign a Faroese international striker and um, immense immense quality. Apparently, he was he was labelled as. Oh, by the way, Finn Harps are back at it, signing the coolest names in the league. Check them out, prof. Look it up. I missed that. Not today, is it? Ka- Mashuga Katsligo, I think one was South African. Another one as well. I'm, I'm not even going to go near it. Is that? Did, uh, did the new manager just find Oddie's old phone book just in the desk <laughs> what, yeah, his, his and notes. just random Brazilians and African players and say, oh, I'll give him a ring do you know who could what could come into the forehead Dave Rogers fuck <laughs> 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 oh my god is this a new voice oh I think we do I think we, we, we have him we've killed off Stephen O'Donnell uh, Bertram left for Italy so uh, could be yeah, new so, so, um, yeah. So the big squad. Here's our Sligo squad. Okay. I don't know if you want to read all these, but just I'll go, go through some interesting ones. So they have um, a in. They got Johan Branafak, Danny Lafferty, Lucas Browning from Dalcourt. They got James Finity from Bowes. Nando Pinnaker came in permanently from Rio Ave. Gary Boylan from Galway. Bagadun Vostuk from Stal Milic. John Matten came back, which is a big, big signing for them, centre half. Yeah, it doesn't get into our team at the minute, I'll be honest. Reese Hutchinson came in from loan, on loan, right? So they lost a couple of players. Their big losses for me are who we got? Lewis Banks for me. He went to Arbroath. I think he was he was an excellent <coughs> fullback. Keena, obviously. Yeah, Keena is a big one. Um other than that. Callum Horgan. Other than that, yeah, there's nothing now. Callum with the Galway, he wouldn't really been a big one. They re-signed yeah. well, they signed obviously re-signed a lot of players. Uh, Will Fitzgerald was very good against us a couple of times last year. Max Mata is a good player. They've got a good squad. I think we do have enough to, to put them to the sword. Prof Carlos Sullivan played well as well. Niall Morahan's a good player. Buckley always gets stuck in the middle with Collie, but Richard Brush is still going. Yeah. He's still playing. He's literally the Undertaker. <laughs> he is an Undertaker by trade and he is the Undertaker version of football. He keeps going. That man's career will just not die. Yeah. So that is it pretty much for this week, Prof. It is a big one. We have an away day coming up on the Saturday, Prof. 
Well, quick stat. I don't know if you would call this good or bad, but 2018 was the last time we were defeated on opening day. That was a Bowes. So it's three wins since then. Yep. Away to Waterford. Bowes away with the last minute greener goal. Home to UCD. And we got a late equaliser home to Pats in 2021. So we have been starting well in recent years. Mm-hmm. So, yep. that, that so that's it. Yeah. Stat. That's it. That's Prof stats. And Prof... Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's happening on Saturday. 11am the pub is opening. The four profs. Points of green ribbon. Geezer. Clothing pop-up shop. Upstairs in the Rovers room. You want to go in? Get yourself a bit of clobber. Go up there. Fred Perry's. few CP companies. Loads of gear up top. If you want to go in, check them out. Check their Instagram. Check our Instagram. Rovers deals. Tifty's deals for all the boys. Um, It's just a little thing that we kind of collaborated with. They, they like it's a it's an obvious market for them. Do you know what I mean? So if you want to go up, head on upstairs with a point, try something on, boy. If you want, if not, no problem. So we have the Tifties bus leaving at quarter to two. Don't fucking rock up at three o'clock because we'll be gone. Quarter to two, we're getting out of there, leaving from the Provs. They're so going straight to Sligo, city centre, into the Boozer. Then we're going to march from the city centre straight into the showgrounds, take the three points, thank their women. So that is it. <laughs> that's it for this week. In Valentine's 50s. Day, everybody. Yeah, Valentine's Day. So listen, um, we'll leave it at that. And we'll see you in the showgrounds. Keep on hooping. See ya.